Hey, everybody, and welcome. It's been a while to the Fantasy Fullback Dive, brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal, paving your way and acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory, fantasy success, fantasy titles, all that good stuff. It's the offseason, but the offseason's getting shorter and shorter, if you know what I mean. Like, it's it's June. It's June, for God's sake. Yes. We're getting there. Uh, it's been it's been a little nuts uh, since the last time we were here. We had some sad news. Uh, we've also had some really good news, um, but we're still plugging along. We're going to talk a little about the sad news later on in the show. I uh, hope you hang around. And we're doing something a little bit new today. I'm your host, Nat The Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. How you doing, Wolf? Hey, I'm fantastic uh, right now, uh, given put the uh, fun shenanigans we just endured right before going on to this first ever trial run of the baked best ball draft. Two things I love more than anything, drafting and getting baked uh, <laughs> to wind down a nice day. So I'm pumped to combine them. We'll be also, of course, it's not just going to be pure nonsense. We'll talk some of my favorite players, my highest owned players as we go into a live best ball mania draft here. Uh, but yeah, I'm pumped to debut this with you. Looks like you've had a little uh, partaking of yourself, right? Yeah. Just like a few minutes ago, actually, I wanted to come out Perfect. fresh. Yeah. Nice. Me as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So this I love be it. Fun. Well, as you guys come on in again, we'll be live drafting a best ball draft. Entering it now. Please consider hitting that thumbs up. We'll be drafting as you can see. Let's bring it in here on underdog. By far my favorite spot to be drafting right now for best ball. Uh, the best ball mania, only 25 bucks to enter. I'll hit enter now and we'll just uh, see how many more teams are needed to load this bad boy. We'll obviously fill the airtime. Uh, looks like it's mostly filled five people. So just a, a quick few minutes probably to fill this thing up. Oh, all right. Um, let me let me ask you some questions before yeah. we get into it, since we got like a, a few minutes going. Um, first of all, you've done a shit ton of these, right? Yeah, too many. Far too uh, many. <laughs> uh, so are you paying for each one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And so here's my question. How much juice do you have right now in best ball draft for this upcoming season? Oh, I mean, I can, they, they calculate it for you. I, okay. I, I, this, I just wanted to know, like how many so, of these like, you've done? Because you've sent me own. tons of them. And so I have specifically 355 invested into Donovan Peoples-Jones himself because <laughs> that is 70% of my drafts. So that's just a frightening sight. Just feeling like, oh, okay. So, so is, is your total, is your total, all these entry fees added up? No, no, God, no. Oh God, no. That's like, I was, I was so, like, you know, you're talking about real money there. No, 70% of the drafts I've done, I've drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones, so that's added up to. So it's right around probably 400, 500 bucks. Now, I did win. What's really fueled my new addiction here is I won in the playoff best ball. I won like 800 bucks. I think I'm pretty good at this stuff. And that was a good test. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. playoffs is way different than this. But I've had a nice bankroll to be playing around with. So I'm not just a complete and utter degenerate. Although, I mean, I am. But that's helped feed the degeneracy for sure. Give me a nice little cushion to be testing these out, be getting these drafts in. Um and letting it rip. And we're just down to one more person we're waiting on too. So I'll pull this back up. We'll find out our draft spot in a second. But yeah, so I, I am putting my money where my mouth is this year and really entering these. I mean, 25 bucks shot to win 2 million. Second yeah. place gets a million. Regular season winner gets a million as well. Yes, it's, it's a big field. It's a hey, we're picking. long shot. But we're man, 25 here, bucks at a shot to clock? change our lives. Like, yeah, why not, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not criticizing you. I, I love that you do these things all the time. And, um, you know, I'm just interested to see what the profit's going to be and to know that i got to know what you've got in already uh has oh, the yeah. draft started are we I'll be very first? transparent with that at the end of the year you know what no, i put in mind. how much i come out with hopefully it's certainly in the green we will see yeah, i've yeah, just yeah. been loving the teams i'm coming out with so i can't stop doing them i, I feel like there's some insane values right now that I, as much as i don't want to give them away because i want to keep getting these players 
they're just I, I can't believe how cheap some of these guys are going. And granted, a lot of the big values, in my opinion, are a lot of the big risks as well. We're going for a two million dollar prize here. We have to beat a ton of people, so you got to take some of those big swings. And for me, uh, we'll talk about them as we go. But the Browns is a team I'm loading up on in hopes that Deshaun Watson gets a very small suspension. If he gets over half the season, or God forbid, I saw a report he might be done for the year. A lot of my teams are going to just be completely sinking, and a, a lot of those entry fees again, seventy percent. Donovan Peoples Jones at three hundred fifty-five bucks in the head just alone. There, there's going to be some teams that go down, but. Let's say he gets only two games. Let's say he gets none. He plays the whole season. Deshaun Watson, for one, is going to leap ups and bounds and values. You know, David Njoku, who's my highest owned tight end right now, would leap bounds. Donovan Peoples Jones, as we said, like all those guys would jump three, four rounds. So I'm taking those risks right now. That's just kind of a general overview. As we get started, we'll be drafting nine. nine. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> we will see how it all goes for sure. Man, I'm looking forward to it. All um, right. What- what did you smoke before you came on the air? Yeah, as it comes to our, the most important conversation, I'm a big sativa guy. I like the energy. I like the uplift. I like. I don't like melting into the couch, really, unless it's like completely late at night and I just want to crush a carton of ice cream and just fall asleep on the couch, which we all have those nights. But uh, I, I did Sour Diesel myself today, just a classic strain. Yeah, Everybody that. knows that. I have the Sour Joker variant as well, so I've kind of mixed a little bit of that, a little salad, uh, if you will, of the sours. How about you? Uh, I had some orange cake Kush. I'm a fan of the the Kush line. This is a hybrid, um, which I'm not usually super into hybrids, but it's listed as uh, making you feel happy, tingly, and focused. And I was like, that sounds good. <laughs> we need that focus for sure tonight, baby. Right. Love to love to see it. So we're we're already off here. We've got Taylor Cup, McCaffrey, Jefferson, Lamb. I'm gonna pull up the uh, draft board so you guys can see. Oh, it's our pick already. Bam. We're yeah, we're on the here. clock. We're on the um, clock. This is big. So I'm going to go Derrick Henry. I mean, do you agree with that, or do you think that's too big of a risk here? Uh, I think that we're we're ceiling chasing, and so I think uh, he's the guy with the best ceiling out there, and he's an RB. Go for it. Yeah. All righty. We'll go. We'll go Derrick Henry here, uh, just because again, I mean, the guy was the most fancy points per game last year among running backs, more than Jonathan Taylor. He was just on an insane tear. He had over 700 yards after contact. I saw this stat yesterday. Um, after contact that was in seven games that is just insanity uh to have that much i think taylor put up like a thousand or so after contact across 17 games so it just goes to show you the type of season he's having no aj brown now i mean they're gonna have to lean on this guy for sure um and so yeah as as we were talking about you know i'll I'll try to cover at least try to bring some sort of analysis to this beyond just the sour strains are great good sativas Uh, i love early rounds Always going running backs, you know. I, and that's always been if you've been following Roto Street for any length of time, I've always been a bell cow breeder. Love yeah. getting the running backs. My highest owned first round. We're on the clock, Wolf. Backer. We're on the clock. Yeah. Oh, let's, we're on the clock. Let's, so let's take this I'll, seriously. I'll talk more strategy in a little right. bit. Um, I do like Mark Andrews here. You, you I really like Mark Nick Andrews. Chubb. I think he goes way too late and he's not going to fall to us in round three. What are your thoughts? Well, if we're trying to build the stable, like you're talking about, Chubb is not a bad pick. I'm surprised he's ranked below all these guys. Him or Kamara, we got a pick. I'm going to go Chubb. I would go Chubb. Yeah, we got because there is a potential suspension looming. Um, and and let's talk about him because he is my. I was going to hint at you know first round kind of your your slot obviously dictates it, but Nick Chubb, somebody I've been scooping up actually in over half of my drafts, and that's uncommon for a, a second round pick. So I'm putting a lot of my eggs into the Nick Chubb basket. Easy talent to bet on. I mean, right? Is he the best running back in the NFL? Maybe. I mean, he's in a good situation, too. Yeah, you know, uh, and that's, you know, 
it's a good situation in the sense that the offense should elevate. Yes, they might be throwing more. They've talked about splitting out to more three wide sets with Deshaun Watson. Makes sense. In fact, I hope it happens. And in fact, maybe his touches do go down. And I see all that argument makes sense. But I think the quality of the touches in a spread offense, in an offense that actually commands some some respect from the quarterback position, he's going to be facing by far the lightest boxes whenever Watson does take the field. to be having the most touchdown chances he's ever had. So yeah, Kareem Hunt's still there and he's going to eat some receptions. I understand that. I think Nick Chubb might score 15 to 20 touchdowns this year. Like if yeah, he stays I think, healthy, I could what, what, 15, is that crazy? Yeah. What do you think? I think 20 is more than he's going to. Oh, this is 17 game season now. I was going to say 15, 16. I mean, I don't think that's unreasonable. No. Um, and you guys can see the draft as, as it's gone. You know, DeAndre Swift, like Swift over Chubb. No, thank you. I know he's going to catch a ton more balls, but uh, this is a good time to point out the scoring system. It's half PPR on underdog. So obviously, you know, DraftKings, if you're drafting there, full PPR switches up a bit. You know, I'd probably go Kamara there in that sense. But in a half PPR setting, yeah, I get Chubb's receiving upside is probably the, as low as it gets among. And that's for not his own fault. The guy can catch. You've seen him make insane one-handed grabs. There also is the off chance that, that Kareem Hunt, he's got a pretty big contract hit, and I think they are off the books for all his money if they release him or they trade him. And so I've seen some rumblings. Maybe he gets traded. If that happened, I mean, Nick Chubb would be going top five, or at least he would deserve to go top five if he has that role nearly all to himself. One of the best We're, lines in football, again, with the offense taking big steps. So there is a chance like Nick Chubb is – only going to rise. And I think, especially where he's going like 22, 23, we took him at 16. So we quote unquote reached on him, but I, yeah. I think there is a chance he actually rises in value. Uh, he would skyrocket if something like that happens. And even if not at 22, like you're getting a ton of upside based on what this offense could look like with him. With, uh, what are your thoughts on this guy taking CD lamb with the five overall pick? Yeah, that's the great. I, I was like, is the sour joker hitting me a little too hard right now? Uh, so I have two reactions to it. One, do I agree? No, I would never take him at five. But I also do love the fact that CD Lamb probably wasn't making it back to this guy at this point. So if you no, want your yeah, guy, that's the thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you want your guy and that you who you think is going to be a league winner. And CD Lamb, you know, yeah, he's kind of disappointed through the first two years, but no Amari Cooper. Apparently grew an inch this offseason. Did you see that that yeah. report? Like he grew a half inch. Who the hell's still growing at age twenty three? But that's another case in point. Is he's only twenty three. He's still Man. young. He's flashed superstar upside multiple times. No Amari Cooper. Really, you know, especially if Michael Gallup's banged up, and we're about to be picking, so we should probably take a look at the players. Uh, I do like man. James Conner. I love Keenan Allen or Josh Allen. Actually, I would go oh. either of those two. I don't um, think I don't think we can take a quarterback with our third pick. I'm telling you though, Josh Allen's that different edge. You think you know, Allen, a lot of the it, highest winning ones. I think he's just head and shoulders above Mahomes, the next closest. And then what do we do? Just like try to hit all upside receivers? Yep, yep, it's exactly what we're gonna do. Um, okay, then, then so take Josh, Josh Allen. Then take Josh and Allen. One of these days, I, I'll be happy to write a whole article about why. Like I've always been a weight on quarterback guy. It's a, a philosophy as our backbone. Josh Allen's changing that for me. Uh, we saw it last, like that. None of that. Where's the Cam out? Like, remember we chased Cam Newton that one year? He's like, Fuck oh, yeah, well, I do. That, that's like the cautionary tale. Josh Allen's on a different level. I, you can agree with that, right? That he's better than Cam Newton was? Like, a, a significantly in every sense of the word. As a, Maybe not as a runner, but as a passer. It's a, we're talking about two completely You don't need people. to qualify. He's much better. Yeah. So I have no worries. Like, as long as he stays healthy, we're getting 25 plus a game. So we don't even have to potentially draft a second quarterback because we're just putting that much faith in Allen. Maybe we take like Davis Mills last right, round. But, but we're never going to be starting. Quarterback we're never going to be starting somebody. Well, I know it's best ball, but the, whoever we would end up with second is n never going to be the best ball guy over Allen. 
Never. Never. Maybe exactly. like once Only during a year the bye randomly so, or something. That, right. that type of thing. So I, I love, and that's why I was going to say one of my highest early round picks is Josh Allen. I, about 25% of my team so far. When he falls to me in round three, I cannot resist it. If Keenan Allen was there, I probably would have gone Keenan. But to me, I mean, James Conner was one of the other I ones. I would rather, I'd rather have Josh Allen than Keenan Allen in this scenario. Yeah. Also, would you rather have um, would you rather have CD Lamb or Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb, always. Yeah, yeah, right. And we got him. Like well, PPR, eleven, 11 picks now, later. Hey, we have our, our we're on the clock. Yeah. Another one of my highest owned picks right now is Zeke Elliott, looking great in camp, great offense. I know we're already stacked at running back. We need a receiver. It's either Marquise Brown or Mari Cooper or Zeke. What do you think? God, I want to go. I want to go Zeke there, but I don't know. I'm in. <laughs> all right. All right. And so now we also just load up on receivers for our next few rounds um, and, and hope that they don't go crazy. But let, let me talk about the case for each of those guys. I, I didn't obviously have the chance to kind of extrapolate them and uh, extrapolate, elaborate on my, my points here. But Zeke, you know, one was the RB6 last year. I know he looks sluggish. I know how good Tony Pollard looks. I think with the money they're giving him, they don't care. They're going to ride this guy for 270 to 300 touches. The Dallas Cowboys offense, everything other than Cooper is still intact. The offense coordinator is still there. They're still going to be top five. They scored the most points in the league last year. And Zeke, before he he tore the the partially torn PCL all year. One, that just shows you the guy's an absolute phenom and and machine to do that. But two, before he went down, he was looking explosive. He was catching the ball at an insane rate, just looking crazy in the screen game. I mean – he was looking, I think we forget how good Zeke looked and everything says right now he's in some of the best, in his best shape of his career time of the year, uh, as we all know, but they're, they're saying Zeke's looking good. They clocked him at like 22 miles per hour in practice and all that good stuff. I, I love Zeke. So that's my case for him. I know we already had three running backs, but I, I think we now have, you know, our t- top two and a flex almost every week. If Zeke's is good, I think he's going to be right back to 19 to 20 points a week type of guy. Um, What's what's your thoughts on Zeke? I know I've been rambling a bit here. Uh, you does the weed make you just like a machine gun talker? Apparently, is, is, the sours I get just you know, loose lips, can't stop. Well, so right now I will say just a quick status report on myself. I, I do feel happy, tingly, and focused. <laughs> so as advertised, orange cake Kush, good job. Yeah, the, um, what was it? The golden Kush? Uh, orange cake Kush. Oh, orange cake, even better. It's yeah, all, they say on the website, it says formerly or all, also known as OKC. I don't know. Why. <laughs> what, I, what would you like? What level of tingly would you say you are? If it was like one this to is 10, like a good amount, not good. like jittery. I don't, I don't feel like I've had a bunch of coffee or anything like that. Just a, you know, nice little body buzz, but not a melting into the couch body buzz. Okay. Body buzz, that's you know that's I mean? like my perfect high right there. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, how close are we to being on the clock here? We got a little bit here. So okay. our, when we pick at the, uh, you know, the next round and then the one after they come quick and then we have a nice little like 20 pick break. So that's why we can analyze your team. You see here. the, uh, you see the golf match between uh, Tom Brady and your boy, Aaron Rodgers and Allen and Mahomes. I saw it. It's happened. I haven't really been paying too much attention to it. No, um, I mean, I've, right. I, oh, I saw yeah. the outcome. I saw what happened. <laughs> Brady and Rodgers won. Oh, hell yeah. Putting the, the young pups in their place. Love it. Uh, as you receivers are flying off the board, I was hoping, you know, at least one of these guys, Brown, you know, Cooper, A-Rob would fall to us. They haven't yet, but the guy I really want, and, and I hate to say it loud. Oh, come on, Dave Davis. He's on the Gabe board. Because we have Josh Allen. Stacking is a huge part Oh, we got to take Gabe Davis. So let's pray and hope Gabe Davis falls to us. We got the um, Josh, we got now, Josh Allen the too. Here. So we talked, you know, I ended up taking a few of my favorite own guys though. Uh, is Chubb, is Zeke. 
I've taken most of those guys in almost all of them. I've got you know, Chubb in 50%, Zeke in 48 So that's a lot of my second and fourth. Uh, I usually go Deontay Johnson in the third instead of Josh Allen, but Josh Allen falls. I, I take him in round three every time, just the edge he gets. So that's just a, a summary of some of the things we've uh, covered here. And now we're in the mid-round plays. Dude, we could, we could have the Davis-Allen stack. And here we go. We got it. He just fell to us. Oh, we're going to get that stack going. This is Absolutely just like stealing money from people right now. Yeah. Here comes 2 million, baby. <laughs> you might Seriously. as well just retire tomorrow, Truth. I'm going to not even show up to work. Yeah, <laughs> we, definitely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to move to a bigger house. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so we've got Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Zeke Elliott, and Gabe Davis to kick off wow. this draft. I like that start a for, lot. For so best ball? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Exactly. That's good. Loving stuff. that start. Think it's fantastic. We got some comments coming in too. So uh, given this is again the the best ball kind of more baked style, we could be a little more relaxed. Get to some of those questions as we go. We are going to be up in just a second here, so I we'll we'll wait until one thing. But if you have questions, you have comments, you're smoking something, you want to share with us what you got. Get ready for the Celtics <laughs> to spank some cheeks tonight. You know whatever it is, send it on in. Talk with us as we go here. We'll keep giving analysis, but we'll also uh, love to just kind of keep it low key on this type of show too. So, um, oh yeah, we're yeah. nothing if not low key. <laughs> the best thing I have is low key. Um, so I, I do think another receiver makes sense. So I'm just going to filter this out to receivers, given we have quarterbacks and running backs galore. I mean, I'm a fan of Eli Moore. I know you don't love him. I do love Amon Ross St. Brown. But no. what's that, man? I mean, I I prefer Amon St. Brown to Eli Moore. Really? I'm just I'm just up there looking at Michael Thomas, and I'm just like. God, remember how know, great he was like two, two years Bobby ago? Bobby Shining, Landry's now there. He just, I, it could be, I mean, you know. Well, it, I, it's basketball. I wish it was around later. Uh, because, man, talk about potential upside. And talk about potential, like, floor. I had to I mean, game floor is like Sorry, zero. I took Eli Moore, but continue on. And then we'll talk about that. <laughs> I mean, well, let's, is there a higher ceiling, lower floor guy than Mike Thomas? Probably not. No, I think that's a really like maybe the I'm just running through my brain. Like, no, <laughs> I mean, he could he could get zero. But I mean, we've seen what this guy is. He could if the New Orleans offense is popping at all. And so and, I mean, he's a part of it. Like, man, he could blow up. But but it's it's such a gamble because I mean, absolutely. you really could get nothing out of him. So truth early in the early best ball drafts, because I've been doing these things since like February, because, again, I'm oh, I know. Sick. Um, he was my highest owned receiver for like the early, early best ball drafts and the rounds before this. Since then, reports have come up that he's still not really practicing, still mm -hmm. not healthy. They've added Olave. They've added Jarvis Landry. It, to me, like the ceiling and the floor, when you beginning of the offseason, yes, I've got a guy that could maybe catch 150 with no competition, probably going to be back at full health. Could also just not play because who knows what the fuck's ever going on with him. But then I feel like the, the floor has just gotten even somehow lower and the ceiling has kind of come down a little bit with it. I hear what you're saying. 16 healthy games, right? Like he's facing a lot more competition. I love Olave. I think he might be the best rookie receiver in this class. He's getting compared to you know Marvin Harrison by the GM right now. So like I, I yes, is the ceiling big? Sure. But he's become a fade for me. So. Well, like I said, I, I wished it had been around later. I wasn't quite willing to take a stab at him. I just saw him on top of the board, and I was like, man. you know." But, I mean, how many times have we chased Josh Gordon? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's like every year of his career since, like, right. 2013. I know. Oh, God. He was such a cocky. I do think – we're talking about my highest-owned guys in the mid-rounds. So, 
Eli Mitchell just going right there. He is definitely among my highest owned guys. Gary my- W says the devil's lettuce is crisp tonight tonight on my end. Enjoying the show, boys. Glad you're enjoying some cabbage as well. Hey, thanks, Gary. I'm glad you're uh, enjoying it. I'm, I appreciate you being here. Hell yeah. What are you What are you smoking, Gary W? Let us know. That's the exact type of uh, clientele we're hoping to hang with here right before the Celtics business championship hey, what, run. What do, you, what do you think about the game tonight? What My thoughts? I mean, you know yeah. I'm an Optimist Boston fan, so I think the Celtics are the better team. I will say this. I am a little bit worried we might get slapped in, in this first game. Um, mm-hmm. but I do think we win the series in seven. I think it goes all the way, and I think we're the better team. I think it eventually we pull it out. The Jays show up. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Celtics in six. And, and and like you, I wouldn't be shocked if they got smacked around tonight. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's what happened against the Bucks. They didn't get really smacked, but they just – they were uh, – they got, they got beat pretty solidly game one against the Bucks. Right. Exactly. Something like that. Maybe we're going to be up in a couple picks, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Um, and then, so we're, we're getting at some of my highest roster players, Eli Mitchell. I love the value on him. They've already said he's their guy. I mean, there's a crazy stat out there. Like whenever he was starting, I don't think he saw less than 20 touches in all, but like he saw 20 plus touches in all, but I think two contests and they did add a, a rookie who I love as a later round pick Tyrion Davis price. Um, one of my highest on late round flyers, but Eli Mitchell has become one of the mid-round guys I am absolutely peppering. Um, big that fan says, of Hunter Renfro here. Another guy. Yeah, me I too. Me too. That's who I Oh, he just went. Oh, Damn we didn't it. get him? I, I like Thielen, though, too. What are your thoughts on him? Um, is is Eli Mitchell gone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we already have three running backs, too. Yeah, I, but man, he's, I'm gonna he's take I'm gonna take uh, Thielen. Yeah, you might. And then as if well. you don't like him, tell me I, why. But no, I, it's not that I don't like him, uh, and I, I'm not saying I. You know, it's it's tough because it's like you got 30 seconds on the clock, and and you know we're high and we're like debating stuff, and it's like you yeah. got to pull the trigger <laughs> at some point. So, uh, you know, I, I would say my biggest reservation on Thielen, and it's probably not a great reason, is he's a very unsexy pick. So unsexy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's on the unsexy team, right? Yeah. What I what I've learned though with best ball truth, last year was my first year really ever playing it. And you think of best ball and you think of you have to have the blow-up guys, the, the big homers, and you do. It's good to have those guys. Why is Donovan Peoples Jones my most owned player? Because he's gonna have a couple weeks where he scores 30, even if he does nothing the rest of the year. You need that. You need the upside and certainly when these but I had so many teams that just didn't have that like steady. 10 point wide receiver three or that, that especially a quarterback is where I got crushed. Cause I went all in on Trey Lance. My, my bridge to him was Ryan Fitzpatrick. He gets knocked out early and that just immediately murdered like half of my roster. So is, I talked about taking a lot of Deshaun Watson. I've been doing that, but I've also been doing that like after I have a Matt Stafford already, or, or if I take him, I immediately follow up with like Derek Carr or Kirk cousins and get like a nice safe backup. That's the unsexy with hints of upside is something I do chase a lot. And I am intrigued by this. And I know it's our, our pick here, but I'm intrigued by the uh, Rams offense as a whole. I mean, the Rams, the, uh, the Vikings, given they have the Rams offensive coordinator now there. Um, all righty. So we have three receivers. I don't love, I do like Olave a lot, but it might be early. Um, what are your I mean, thoughts it's... on going Dawson Knox here? I know it's a bit of a reach, but he probably won't fall to us. And we have Josh. Uh, we, Allen. Yeah, we have Josh Allen. Let's go Knox. And also Knox. he looks like he gets high like all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I you know I think tight ends would be the chillest position. Like if you, if you had a group to hang out with, 
they've got to be like the coolest position, right? Hand, well, yeah, middle. probably so. I mean, I think of tight ends stereotypically, and I, I mean, just think of them as guys that like at, that are like headbutting like brick walls and stuff for fun, and like closing bars flow, down. For all. I mean, yeah, you're telling well, me. Well, there's a there's a look burn. with some of these tight ends. Look at um, look up a picture of uh, what's his face, Tyler Higby. Oh, Higby, definitely. I mean, with that Come stash. On, man. Come on. Higby, where's Higby going? Yeah, oh, I mean, pretty good value on Higby. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, come on. Sparking up blunts. Move it up a little <laughs> bit. It's under, it's under a banner. Move it up. No, other way. Oh, oh, other is it? Way. Shit. This, Let this, me, uh... is, this is high wolf. <laughs> I, I, so I can't really see the stream. So if anything seems ah, Don't worry about it. Trust um, me. Higby looks like he's stunned. Yeah, let um, us also, know in the comments. Who do you think gets baked? It looks like he's hammered a lot. Um. So I'm just going to queue up some guys here, and uh, I, you know Kenneth Walker, potential RB one. Interesting stat I saw Truth the other day was rookie running backs. The number one rookie running back score has finished uh, top 15 in five straight years, and top six in like four out of five years. And you know I've always kind of chased rookie upside, um, and that's the stat that like perfectly illustrates why is one of these rookie running backs probably going to be Brees Hall, who's long gone. One of my favorite mid-round targets. He goes in like round four. Beautiful pick. Right. But who says it's not Kenneth Walker on a disgusting Seahawks team that is going to try to run it 35, 40 times a game, no they're matter how so far down they so you are. think they're going to be terrible? Yeah. Oh, they're going to be one of the grossest teams. Geno Smith's that fucking quarterback. If it's not him, it's, it's Drew Locke. So, yeah, it's, it's an awful offense. It's going to be gross. But Kenneth Walker's an absolute stallion. So, well, uh, right. know, he could be that mid-round running back that goes – I love Olavi, as I already said, getting all those, you know, butter smooth compare everything that we saw on tape that we loved and talked about. Thor calling him a separation machine. Great rookie interview. If you guys haven't seen that, um, love that. I also do really like Devin Singletary again because we have Josh Allen and like this was the number two running back score in fantasy football playoffs last year. Yes, they drafted James Cook. He's going to eat into his receiving workload, but I think Singletary could still put up twelve touchdowns in, in round ten here. So. Those we're are a just, couple guys I like. Any of those sticking out to you? We're going all in on the Bills. What better that. offense to do it for, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Makes a lot of sense. I just want to say Gary W. said uh, Russell Gage is who he liked when we took uh, – who did we take? We took uh, Dawson Knox. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, anyway, he liked uh, he liked uh, Russell Gage. He says he's number two in the Brady offense, and he'll end up being a great value at his current ADP. Oh, so you know what? We took Adam Thielen over. Right. No, Thielen. And then also Wes uh, said that he, Thielen's the most boring 10 points a game that you can buy. <laughs> it's true. But, like, I mean, I, I don't know if you can pull up his stats. The guy has scored, I think, 10-plus touchdowns, at least nine in how many years in a row? No, it's, oh, he's you know, the machine. He's, he's unsexy not because he's not good. You know, it's just like it's not exciting owning Adam Thielen. Like I, no. he's saying the same thing I said. I said he's unsexy. He's saying he's the most boring ten yeah. points a week you can buy. Yeah, unsexy I stand by that, baby. Point. That's like the motto this year, though. Is those players that don't look good and they fall because of it, and you just get value. What's a really, really good team name for a team of just really unsexy players? <laughs> unsexy upside. What could be a good name for that? Yeah, I mean, uh, just a team of just. So, who are some of our favorite unsexy guys? I'm going to go Singletary here, by the way. Yeah, I agree. Still there. I agree. Um, we said Randall Cobb. We talked about him being. Oh, I mean, unsexy. he's as unsexy as it gets, and the upside is definitely limited. But as a lat, you know, we're going to talk about my last round flyers. Yeah. I think there's unsexy. He's like a great example of that. He might catch the most balls among Packers receivers, which is probably the most important question to answer as of now is who is going to be their best receiver? Is it Watson, who's already struggling with drops in practice? We know 
Aaron Rodgers, Scott Barrett, one of my favorite guests. I'm going to pull the trigger right, on Singletary and then talk about this, which was like a great tweet, but also pretty educational in this sense is he, he tweeted out, you know, did a report that what, Christian Watson struggling in drops of practice. And he, he tweeted out, retweeted and said, Aaron Rodgers, notoriously forgiving of drops. And like completely obviously is the last person that's ever going to forgive a rookie for dropping the ball, being in the wrong spot, making a mistake. So, I, you know, I, I am getting a little bit nervous as freakish as he is in our guy, uh, Thor, who again came on just a couple of weeks ago to talk to rookies raved about him. And so I've been taking a bit of him on, on the back of that raving, but I'm also quite nervous that, you know, he might not even see the field if Rogers is pissed off at him, in which case, is it Lazard who went 87? Oh my, or yeah, yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. Lazard went 87, um, which if it's, he's the number one, it's going to be a screaming bargain. Is it, but Randall Cobb goes the last round and he might be the number one. So that that's a great uh, rant, you know, sour diesel. <laughs> this rant is brought, brought to you by, <laughs> by sour diesel. Yeah, yeah. By the way, if any of you guys want to, you know, sponsor the show or even just like make an appearance or whatever, let us know. Yeah. Um, Fueling this rant, sour diesel. <laughs> yeah. We would work, uh, you know, surprisingly cheap as far as weed would go. Um, yeah. Any sponsors. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, we're on the clock, so let, let's pick one. And then I got some, I'll read Wes's comment. Okay. Uh, I like Gallup a lot. I like Melvin Gordon, even though we're pretty loaded at back. If we take Gordon, we don't take any more running backs, which I'm fine with too. Um, I do like Rondell Moore a bit and I like, we have Allen, so I don't really like Watson. Oh, what do you think? I, I'm saying Gallup or Melvin Gordon. I'll go Gallup. I would probably go Gallup. If I gun to my head, we need a receiver more. Yeah. Wes says Adam Thielen is just a 2014 Honda Civic. <laughs> that's a great comparison. we could definitely do like a, a player to car comparison for sure that's a great idea remember i called uh didn't i call derrick henry a dump truck one time and someone and you got mad yeah i was like because a dump truck is like slow and he's thick and big but he's like a dump truck that has like turbo boosters on some of it, yeah yeah you're right he's a souped up dump truck okay i can buy that like that's i can get on board for a souped up like gigantic truck. wheels like, <laughs> like a, he's more of a monster truck. Let's put it that way. You need like, like a ladder to get in. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, it isn't his nickname like Tractor Cito or that, that must be. Uh, if it's I not, it should be. Tank. We should start selling shirts right now that say that shit. That was well, hard. My take. Uh, I think they started the, the Tractor Cito nickname, but he truly is like a bit, a little tractor. And I, I yeah, I mean, he's not that little of a tractor. Yeah. I've seen tractors smaller than that. Mitch Chavez <laughs> says the average Joes would be a good name for uh, the unsexy team. Yeah, um, that's, that's Gary, true. Gary W says ugly side up. Ugly I, I feel like, up. I mean, it's good. I feel like we need to uh, do something featuring one of the really unsexy player, like kind of so-and-so and the so-and-sos or something like that. Yeah. Like, the the, you know, Cobbs. <laughs> Randall Cobb and the, I don't know. Yeah. Like um, what food, it would be like corn on the cob and like, you know, some other and shit. Something, like, something really boring. Right, exactly. And, um, and water out of the tap. Yeah. <laughs> tap water. <laughs> tap water. Tap water is not a bad. <laughs> That's a, bad a pretty one. good name. Good name. It's um, a good name for a band, too. Um, tap water. <laughs> Gary W., Chase Edmonds will win the Dolphins RB1 job, most money and most efficient. I So most money, 100%, most efficient, yes. I, 
could totally see it being a quagmire of backs, even if he is the best of them. It's a tricky situation because it is the Mike McDaniels, the, the run-blocking guru from the 49ers who, again, how many times on the show will I say, I will come all day over a, a zone-blocking scheme. He's the, the guru of this. So, yes, I love all of that. But the other the, – the thorn to that rose is there's always confusion on who's leading the way and who's uh, the, the main carrier and all that. It, yes, last year Eli Mitchell kind of bucked that trend. But even then, Eli Mitchell, for, for what, five, six straight years, we've had a different top-scoring running back for the 49ers. So they always play games. I, I like Edmonds, but I also think, you know, they, they paid who, Sony Michelle, Mostert, like, yeah, less than him. But it could be – he could also be a steal. So I, I do get that. Who, who was the one shouting out, Raheem? I mean, uh, Chase Edmonds? Chase Edmonds. Yeah, who, who was shouting says, him out? Uh, Gary W., and he says he also agrees with the confusion you're talking about in Miami. Yeah, but if he emerges at the top, there's a good podcast today called Ambiguous Backfields. I listened to JJ Zacharyson's show. And that's one of those ones, like the RB1, typically emerges as the RB1 according to his data. You know, mind-blowing. But it, Jace Edmonds is the perceived RB1. He's probably going to do so. Now, uh, you know, at this point, I kind of like Jamison Crowder because, again, he's on the bills and we're just stacking up. I was just offense. thinking, like, why, why not? Someone's so, going to go off. You know, we're taking him a little early. We're reaching on him here, but I don't want to risk him not making his way back to us. Um, All right, that's fair. And so we're talking about, you know, highest on later rounds. We're now like 11 to 15. I, I take Crowder in almost every draft, normally at like 140. But if I have Josh Allen, I really go out of my way to make sure I get there. And typically I see him go after Landry, who just went, and after Myers. Now we're looking at three slot weapons right. and – all in you know similar situations, not at the top of their target totem poles necessarily. Why isn't Crowder the easiest first guy out of Landry, out of Myers? Like if I'm taking a slot, give me the guy tied to Josh Allen, right? Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, we look, we are we're all in on this Bills thing. I don't see any reason to deviate from that now. No, God no. And what better team to be in on? I texted you this a few weeks ago when I was looking at week 17. Isn't it like Bill's Bengals week 17? Yeah. I mean, Monday night football, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yeah. If we're in there for $2 million, well, give me my boys on Monday night football and a potential shootout. That could end up being like the, the playoff game we just saw between the Chiefs and Bills. Uh, you know, like that could yeah. be just bananas. So. We should go get like a, a big hotel suite at the Mohegan Sun or something if that ends up being where $2 million comes right? down to. I kind of like going Jacoby Myers here yeah. uh, or Irv Smith. I, we could go for a tight end. I like um, Myers but, more. Yeah, let's get another just because, again, our receivers aren't our strength. But yeah. the more of these just like unsexy guys who we know will probably get us 10 most weeks, like, well, we'll have the, the weeks where maybe Eli Moore goes for 25 and then Gabe Davis the next week. We have these kind of steady guys. I imagine each week we're going to have four or three running backs, you know, between Henry Chubb, Zeke and and Singletary, I'm guessing we're going to have two backs and a flex. So we really just need three receivers to pan out each week. I do like a ton of the later round guys. So this is why I also don't mind punting receiver. I feel like everybody's obsessed getting receivers early in best ball. I get the argument for it, but the, some of these late guys, so like KJ Osborne has plenty of spike weeks. You already saw my highest own guy, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, ha will have a few spike weeks. So like there's plenty of names. Out you love that guy. What's day? Yeah, I really do love DPJ. I love David Bell, who's going to probably take over the slot role for them. Um, Jalen Tolbert, a rookie, exciting rookie for the Cowboys. So I, there's some late round receivers that I really just I end up getting a bunch of them. One of my favorites, like we're now talking like later, later rounds, is Kendrick Bourne, pick 193.
He was the wide receiver 12 in fantasy. And was it a frustrating wide receiver 12? Yes, because it was like one week 30, next week zero. But again, that's best ball. That's like, I, I, you don't want too many of those guys. You over-rely on them and you get a couple of duds you know, every single week. But there's going to be plenty of weeks where if you have a couple. It's just I figured out this year, I'm trying to take a much more balanced, like those swing for the fences, but also that that nice, even keel team too. Um, so Kendrick Bourne's a perfect type of guy that I know is going to be panning out, you know, pretty late. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a kind of a, a toss up of just a bunch of receivers. We're talking about later round guys. I'm really into the late round receivers this year. And that's why I like going these crazy heavy, you know, what, what did we do? Friggin' Henry Chubbs, Henry and Chubb <laughs> and Zeke. And then we got Josh Allen. Talk about a more fucking just man, like steak and potatoes. Team yeah. Right was, seriously. We're such, yeah, we're such a steak and potatoes team. We but really are. We've always kind of been that way. That's like our. We've always been meaty running backs early. We, you know, even but when then, yeah. But this is receiver. really meaty. Like this is a really meaty team. The this would be the meatheads. This that would be this team. The meatheads. <laughs> like right. this is a very just meaty pure team. meat. And I love it. Let me I ask you a question. I, let me ask you a question. This is yeah. not football related at all. Okay. okay. Uh, I saw uh, something on the ticker of like a news channel a while back, maybe a couple of years ago, and I've always remembered this. It said the headline was. Dozens of snakes found dumped in Arkansas Walmart parking lot. And so, first of all, <laughs> excellent. I'm glad that made the news. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, second of all, how many snakes do you think it was when someone says dozens? What's that? I mean? mean, dozens. When you go to dozens, you're talking at least six or seven dozens, right? Like, right. Well, right. Because, you know, if it was like, you know, it's got to be over two dozen. But yeah. it, it's not going to be like eight dozen because then you'd say like, oh, like a hundred. Right. So it's got to be, there's got to be. Some right. Because once you cross like the hundred, you go hundred plus, you know? Right. Right. There are more so than you're probably looking at like 75. So, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like in the 60 to 70. Oh, shit. It's range. our pick. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm going to go Hunter Henry. All right. Because he looks okay. like he get baked. Oh, he does. Good call. Um, good. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking like 60 to 75 snakes. Yeah, I think that's a fair call, 65 to 70. Um, yeah. And then wouldn't you love the backstory on that? Yeah, exactly. Well, one of our, our best content producers, who knows if he's tuned in right here, you know, Taylor's from Arkansas. What the hell's going on over there? I know oh, you all need to tighten up your Walmart parking lots. Seriously. Um, so I know I tossed in a bunch of uh, receivers I like, so I'll balance it out and give you some of my, my favorite later round running backs here. Um, I don't know about Khalil Hibbert, but he has such an easy late schedule. So that's part of it. Great article by Jack Miller about late season schedule. It's crucial. You need to have those players that just, you know how it happens. In, you just think of your regular fantasy leagues. There's always some guys that were okay in the regular season that just go, I mean, Joe Burrow is a great example of that this year. Like he was pretty, he was okay all year, like pretty good, but then went crazy in the playoffs. And now he's going top six, like, yeah, and probably is. deserves to, I don't know. Um, I like this rookie. It's going to be our pick, Truth. I, I want. I know I'm giving you some stuff to chew on, and I like this David Always. Bell kid. Um, I like. I like Gus Edwards, but I don't love him. I really like Daryl Williams. I, I want to get him at some point because he's backing up uh, James Conner in a great offense. But I'm I'm going to say David Bell or Donovan Peoples Jones. Well, DPJ is very on brand for you. All right, we're going on brand. <laughs> I might have gone too early, though. I think he was like 180. I could have probably got him on the way back. Gary W. wants to know if we're running a season-long subscriber league this year by any chance. 
Ah, we certainly certainly could consider it. It's tricky because I, I am in a lot of leagues and like it just I I don't want to do a league with a bunch of fans and then not give it the attention it deserves. So if if I look at the schedule and we have the bandwidth, I'm absolutely in. Either way, we could probably get like just twelve fans together and do it. But I'm guessing they want to compete like with us. <laughs> Maybe that's just like an asshole thing. To, I don't know. But like I'd love to I'd love to do it. Is is the thing? It gets so tough during the school year with a shitload of leagues, like it, it just, I don't know. The start of this year is always busier than the end. And it just, it's always a, a the fall is crazy. <laughs> it's just nuts. So I want to, I would love to, I'll see what like the, the schedule is looking like for school and stuff. Um, hey, guess, uh, guess what I started watching. what did you start watching? Um, uh, what's it called on? Um, oh, severance. Oh, what are your thoughts? It's wild, man. <laughs> Isn't it great? I told yeah. you, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's why I'm watching it. It's on your recommendation. Hey, okay. Yeah, enjoying it. You know, we we could have gotten DPJ. I'm looking. One of the best things to do, and this is a base moment did. by me. You, you mean like we could have got him later? Yeah, in the sense of I love the draft view. It's even better in the app, to be honest, with uh, Underdog. But you can see, okay, I had pick 160. He goes 180. Mm-hmm. I was worried that like we couldn't get P- DPJ and Daryl Williams later, and so I I overshot it in hopes of getting them both. But if you look at 177, 184, that's their ADPs. I could have probably gotten both of those guys here, gotten a nice upside rookie like David Bell. Other than that, I mean, there's not too many guys that went that I'm like, oh, damn, I missed out. I did like, I'd like I mean, Daryl Williams is still on the board. Yeah, I know. Like, I think, but what I'm saying is, I think Daryl Williams and DPJ could have been 177, our, our 184. Our next two picks. I got Yeah. You. Like, I'm not saying I passed those guys up. We just missed really only David Bell's the one that I sit there. I'm like, ah, oh, damn. I do. Alec Pierce intrigues me a little bit. Okay. But yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I'm not, I mean, okay, I got to get DPJ. It's my guy at this point. Yeah, you got to. Um, I say Daryl Williams next. What are your thoughts? You know, I'm a Daryl Williams guy. Absolutely. Yeah, let's hope he makes it to us. Um, damn it. <laughs> there he goes. Oh, too bad. What do you think? Uh, born? What do you think? Born? Uh, I think or we're Gus. a little early on born. I mean, there's OBJ, there's Mostert. Yeah. I do like I like Gerald Everett, but we just took a tight end. I don't think we need another. Um, OBJ does not have a team, correct? No, he doesn't. Yeah, that makes him a little risky. Which is all what it's all about, too, though, you know? Right, but I mean, like, if you what round are we right now? Like the 15th We're getting pretty late. We're, we're around 15. I mean, he might not be a bad stab at 15. Yeah, you know? Even if he's just somewhere... Even if he goes back to the Rams and he's good for November. He goes back and has like three good games. Exactly. He was great with the Rams. So even if he goes back there, imagine he lands with the Packers. He'll be going to eight rounds earlier if he lands with the Packers. I think you it's know? a good 15th round pick. I mean, what we're not, you know, that's, exactly. that's a, then, it's a shit pick. And then like, we go, we go born next, you know. I you like and born then, more than Gus? Yeah. That's a good question, actually. Gus just went anyways. Oh, never mind. Because I kind of like might have been a decent pick. I like Gus maybe a little bit more. Than OBJ? No, than Bourne. I thought the OBJ OBJ pick was good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I like Gus there. But there's a a few running backs I really like late. And there's a couple of receivers I like really late. So we have – we only have one quarterback. But, again, I I don't know that we even draft another one. Like uh, with Josh Allen, you know. Like it, it might be just a burn pick. So a, a couple guys, we're talking like the late late round flyers here um, that I really like. A lot of receivers. We already talked about unsexy, but uh, I, oh, I yeah. think some general, genuine playability. Where is he? Randall Cobb. Oh, yeah. Uh, so unsexy. Uh, we're up. So Kendrick Bourne here. 
Mostert? Yeah. No, Mostert never plays. Yeah. Let's go Bourne. He won't make it back to us. Now, what we could do, Truth, is if he falls to us, is we did put up a couple teams here. Uh, I mean, a couple players on the Pats. We got we got Myers, we got Bourne, and we got Hunter Henry. You know, we do need a back. We don't need a backup, but Matt Jones, if he falls to us, kind of just makes sense with his team on, like, the, the rare week where, like, the Patriots put up 50 against the Jags, you know, or, like, they put up 50 against the Jets. There might be a one- two week and, and certainly during the bye week too like we'll need somebody to fill in for Allen. What are your thoughts on maybe getting Mac Jones if he falls all the way to 201? I think we could probably chase upside better somewhere else. Okay. I'm I'm fine with that too. I mean he's um, you know Matt Mac Jones does not what what were his highest fantasy games last year? I, he had a few 20 to 25 pointers. He did. Um Maybe I'm, I'm not looking at bye weeks. Maybe I'm here. not giving him enough credit, but uh, you know he seems like a pretty unsexy pick. He, he's not going to play more than three games above you know uh, Josh Allen. So yeah, that that could be the case. Um, I'm just saying with our team build, you know, getting a stack where you have Henry, Jacoby Myers, and Kendrick Board. Like it's a we're talking we keep talking about unsexy here. That's an unsexy stack. That was yeah, that's a very unsexy. There'll group. probably be a week though where they put up thirty. You know. 35 real life points. And those guys, best ball is just all about the accumulation. I guess we don't need Mac Jones though, to be benefiting from those stacks. Like would he help? Yeah, but he still might not outscore Josh. I just think you can find someone that that's got more upside. Yeah. So I I get that too. And and we might need the help at other positions far more than we're going to need it at quarterback ever. So we might just eat the buy on um, week seven with Josh Allen. Right. And just accept it. And kind of hope that we get well, some maybe good players. We, we may pick someone up on waivers. I mean, I don't know. There's probably a decent option on waivers, but at that point, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a well, lot well, of good. So the best to do with best ball, there is no waivers. Oh, at all? At all? No, there's no management after this. We, you draft, and that's it. Yeah, maybe we should take Mac. Oh, I thought you knew that. So that that you know that is that's what changes things up quite a bit. I wouldn't even be thinking about another quarterback otherwise. Okay. As well as All right. You have like a guy. Well, that's. I was a little surprised. Misses. I was a little surprised. All right. What, what if? Yeah. What if Josh misses you know, a week or something? You know. Yeah. Like, All right. Let's do it. Let's go. You don't want the team to completely tank. Um. But also, if if he misses significant time, we're probably not going anywhere anyways. It's like the whole counter to that. I love um, that you draft and then and then just that's it. Yeah, that's great. I do like Davis Mills like as a last last round guy too. But we're we were talking about late round guys. I like a couple of them just went. I like Dante Foreman a lot backing up McCaffrey. We know the issue the issues with McCaffrey these last few years, and that's an offense that like Chuba Hubbard wasn't good with it, but he still saw eighteen to like twenty five touches a week. I think Foreman's a much better player than Chuba. So you know, he's the guy that went. I was hoping to take. Um, yep. I really don't hate Mostert this this late because. Yeah, he's he's hurt a lot. Maybe he goes down week one like last year, and it's just a complete burnt spot. That would blow. But he has a history in the scheme. You know, he comes over with Mike McDaniel's. He does have the games where he just rips off seventy yard touchdown runs. All right, we're up. What do you think, Mac Jones or Raheem Mostert? Let's get Jones. You want to just stack our guy up? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We don't. So we we don't want to end up taking zeros if somebody gets hurt. Like, no. Um. We already have nine receivers. That makes sense because we have four running backs I feel great about. But it probably makes sense to wrap this up with a running back. I did want to shout out, though, one of my favorite last-round picks, Velas Jones, a rookie for 
the, the Bears. And people at watching this are probably chuckling. Oh, Felix. Remember, we talked. He's like 25 as a rookie. In yeah. Dynasty Leagues, he's laughable. Like, it's like, come on, how, how can you be this old? But they're already talking about using him in the backfield at practice. He's learning three different positions because they want his speed on the field. Like, he's a high-touch, like, potential blow-up guy. So he reminds me of Corderell. Like, if, if you took Corderell in the last round of every draft last year, you would have been stoked. So, yeah, we have the option. I'd say we either go Mostert and some of his blow-up upside if you want to run him back, or if you're just like Henry, Chubb, Zeke, Singletary, I'm good. Like, I'm down to go my guy Velas here and yeah. just have 10 receivers and feel pretty good about getting three good ones every week. Yeah. Truth, that threw a lot at you. <laughs> let's, take, let's take a receiver. Take the receiver? Okay. Yeah. Velas Jones or Cobb? Let's go Velas Jones. Cobb's yeah, let's sexy. get the sexy. We, we need some sex appeal on this team. Because I can just we, see we do. It now. We, we us do. clipping that, you know, at the end of the season, talking about Velas Jones in June, being like he's going to win leagues in best ball. He's going to be the quarter L Patterson. Is he going to? Probably not. But could he? Like he has the role that he could be, and he goes undrafted. So, yeah, all in on that last round pick. I'm really big fan. Like this Boston Scott one. I know that seems unsexy, but he had like more 20-point games than Miles Sanders by a lot last year. He scored five touchdowns. Sanders had none. So, like, I like the Boston Scots, especially if this guy had – uh. What's his name? He does not have Jalen Hurts, but you can stack those guys up. So, yeah, I mean, th those are some of my favorite later round guys. Um, we missed out on Daryl Williams. It sounded like you both, you liked him a lot, Truth, right? Well, just, I was talking historically, I like him a lot. You know, he did a lot for me on the Chiefs. You know, I picked right. him up dirt cheap. Um, and then, you know, he had some freaking huge games. So I'm a fan of his in general. Uh, I like the fit as far as like a season with a pretty decent offense behind James Conner. I do like that. Right. Doesn't that seem just like a, a winning formula? Just, like, it seems like a chance he could get a chance to be the guy at some point. And I, I mean, I, I would guarantee at some point, yes. It's just a matter of how many games is it? Is it one to two? Cause either way, those are going to be 20 point games, but what if Conner gets hurt in like week two and you got the, the starting running back for the, one of the best offenses yeah, an I offense think that has consistently used their backs as workhorses whether it was Kenyon Drake for a while, whether it was Chase Edmonds when Drake went down, you know, every single time, whoever the starter is gets fed tons of work in a great offense. Like Darrell Williams, when he got fed good work in a good offense last year, you, you had a much, like you said, you did quality work for you all year. I, I I'm kind of bummed out. We missed out on uh, Darrell Williams. To be we honest. missed him by like one pick, right? Yep. He went the pick before us in hindsight. We probably could have gone him instead of Donovan Peoples Jones. And DPJ probably would have been there where we've got Odell. Um, Odell may have even thought, you know, you can always play this game after, but I guess that's the useful part of looking at it. Um, we can pull up the draft board here. It's probably a better view for everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, that's our, our first draft in a while, Truth. First draft since the, the actual draft. What did you, what's your thoughts? Oh, it was fun. And it was nice uh, smoking a little before uh, to take the edge off. Right? Did you find yeah. that more relaxing? I guess you're probably how how what percentage of your best ball drafts have you been high during? <laughs> Pretty well trained in this art, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the the majority of them happen when I have definitely consumed and I'm sitting at the beach. <laughs> Nice. That sounds is like, like the perfect setup. Just sounds like a pretty uh, good. Best uh, sounds like a good life you're living. Wes says best uh, post cast cast munchy snack of kings cinnamon toast crunch. Ooh, oh, that's a that's a good one right there. Cinnamon so CTC. Um, yeah, I mean, the good thing with that too is like with cereal, you get the milk after, so you oh, get like yeah. a little refreshment, you know. 
the cereal milk is where it's at, man. Yeah, I got an ew from the kitchen. Clearly, she has no idea how good cereal milk is. Cereal oh. is gross. <laughs> no, but, but cereal milk is a terrible is awesome. take. <laughs> that, that, that's take a super hot take. Cereal is uh, gross. That's coming in from take. yoga, telling me cereal sucks. I need to take a walk. <laughs> wow. Oh um, man. But yeah, Daryl Williams. Let's go on back to that. Like good stuff. Let's let's get our comments here. We got a bunch. I love to see it. If you guys got questions, comments, anything about the, I've been, uh, I've been throwing the ones uh, that were questions and comments. Well, let's let's go them. back to the cereal thing real quick because I think that's probably one of the best questions we've gotten. Or, it's not even a question. Even a question. That's a, a statement. What is your favorite like high snack? In, in let's go cereal and then just general snack. Cereal. I mean, not not to just overly agree with Wes here, but I cinnamon toast crunch, or if the, if I'm in the right frame of mind, also golden grams are excellent. Same thing. Excellent milk coming after the, you know, after they, the cereal. I feel like my mouth gets cut every time I eat golden. No, grams. well, I'll tell you what cuts your mouth. Do you remember captain crunch? Yes. Maybe like, that's what I'm thinking of crunch berries, which is a great eye. Yeah, they taste excellent, but like the roof of your mouth just gets destroyed. No, golden yeah, grams are Yeah, you really got to know you're going to be spitting out some blood when you brush it. Right, later. right. <laughs> golden, <laughs> golden, golden grams are just like the same shape as cinnamon toast crunch. They're they're not going to like cut your mouth up. They're like the okay, same. I think I'm probably stuff. thinking of crunch berries because that's yeah. what I used to always Captain buy Crunch, any always... Captain Crunch cereal. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And berries in particular, there's like little landmines in there. Like it's right. already it's like, cutting you up. It's like eating jacks. It's like eating jacks, right? Oh man, <laughs> jacks. Um, I'm trying to that, that crunch berries was one of my choices, but now when I've realized the damage it's done to me over the years, I probably should should find an alternative. Omar um, agrees with me. Omar says golden grams are 1.01, and cinnamon toast crunch is a close. Uh, we gotta do a cereal draft. I, maybe it's tough to do it right now on the spot, but like cereals specifically high cereal. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to <laughs> think about it a little bit. Yeah, Frozen cinnamon cons. toast crunch is a great one. I didn't want to just like ride the coattails of a great comment already though. Um, I, I gotta go with like fruity or cocoa pebbles. I love the pebbles texture. I love the milk either one produces. Depends if I'm in a chocolate or like a, a fruity mood. I mean, well, shocker there. Cocoa pebbles versus fruity. It's what mood would I be in? But I, I, I love the pebbles. Like I, I go pebbles all day. And um, so what I was thinking was this, my, my wife and I were talking about cereal the other day and we were talking about, see, I'm, I'm older than you, but you might still be old enough to remember some of the, do you remember some of the like, old person cereals they used to have because there used to be are, are you younger than the uh type of people that like watched commercials like watch saturday morning no, cartoons i, I, and I mean like i would usually turn them off but i know the infomercials and stuff yeah like i mean i'm talking like commercials like you're watching cartoons on saturday and like there's all these breakfast cereal commercials on between them are you too yeah. young for that no 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 i i remember that in fact i don't mean to steal your father but it, you just no. made me think of one quick thing I saw a commercial the other day. I remembered as a kid, it scarred me. And I just saw a replay. Do tell. It, it was a commercial about milk. And it was like, the the kid was like, he, his mom's like, drink your milk. And he looks across the way. He's like, well, our, you know, Jim Jimmy, our neighbor never does. There's this old man. And he goes to like <laughs> pick a bowl up and his arms just fall out of his body. And the old man starts going, ah. And then the kid goes, ah. And he starts chugging his glass of milk. And I was Is like. Is that real? Is that like brought to you by milk? Brought you by milk. Got milk. It said got milk. Maybe it was a fake spoof commercial. I don't. Are you I sure you really saw that? Like, as soon as I saw the the replay, and like the caption was like, "Commercials were way different back then." Maybe it was a fake, but I swear I remember being a kid and seeing that, and be like, "Whoa, that's pretty fucking demented." Um, Mitch says, "Cookie crisp." 
Yeah, that's a good toss out. Cookie Crisp is a great one. That's such a great. That's like such a like. I'm I'm gonna just whip it out on the table. How American I am! Like we just have cereals that are just a just a bowl of cookies. Yeah, right. They're not even trying. Let's just make like small cookies and throw them in milk. That's such yeah. an American cereal. Yeah, you were asking about commercials though. I, I yeah. didn't mean to cut you off. No, so, go ahead. Am I old enough to watch commercials? Yes, I've got I've been scarred by them. So <laughs> no, that's but, uh, that's great. Going with that. You got a favorite commercial? I'll tell you. I, I loved commercials when caller. Do you remember when caller ID first came out? With what? Like caller ID, because it used to be when I was a kid. Like the phone rang, you didn't know who the hell it was. It yeah. was but then I remember when I was in basically in college, maybe or late high school, caller ID came out, which is like the thing where your phone rings and you can see the number, which is something obviously we one million percent take for granted now. Like I would yeah. never just answer a random phone that was ringing. But that was my whole life. Right. Uh, you know, that maybe it's a girl. Who knows? And <laughs> anyway, I remember when commercials for caller ID came out and it was like this woman would answer her phone late at night. And then this just on the other end is just heavy breathing. Like, <laughs> and she's like who is this stop calling here and stuff and he's like talking in like a really scary voice like do you know who this is like are you alone and then she like really like authoritatively and defiantly pushes a button and his phone number pops up and she's like five 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 two one three six seven six seven how's that and he's just terrified and he just hangs up and like right. you know you gotta think that was probably the end of his just like calling women and being a creep uh, right, thing, thing that he was doing every night. <laughs> that's all. That's a commercial that that I really appreciated. That probably scarred me a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Creepy, <laughs> breathing heavy. That reminds me of that uh, Always Sunny episode when he's like building dependency or whatever, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." To the phone, <laughs> <laughs> the dentist system one. Just a, a classic. Yeah, that's great. That that's was a great. classic. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Um, Wes also says that Oreos with ice cold milk was elite post-consumption. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the goat. Says fast food, the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell with a frozen Baja Just returned, blast. right? If I'm not mistaken. Baja Blast, easily a 101 of high drinks. Specifically, fast food drinks, like a gold mine. Baja Blast. Just oh, man. crazy. Good to see the bus. Champ is here. You know, brought the big title this year gotten baked with him at a bachelor party so you know he he probably just knew it was in the air right i know my man bus i hope you're still there but wentz goes yeah he, i forgot he's a washington football delusional fan wentz goes huge this year week ass schedule truth you know what we got to figure out is how how do we get like them to join the stream i think i just have to post a code and people can like type it in and it will like you know how you pop up as a guest yeah. we should do that and like have like if somebody if wes here wants to talk about high snacks you can pop on, like and just like ask a question about high snacks or something. That'd yeah, be fun as hell. I, I have no problem with that. Right now, everything seems like a pretty good idea. Um, yeah. What's your favorite like savory? <laughs> the key is we, maybe we have to listen back to this because as everything has come before, we've had a lot of good ideas. Made, oh, I'll bet it'll be how many of them actually stick. <laughs> I'll bet it's a pretty good listen. What's your favorite savory high snack? Like like salty. Ah. Uh, I mean, uh, does it have to be like a cold snack, like beef jerky, or can no, it be like no, a fast food item? Like, no, whatever. That's beef jerky is very good, but like, beef jerky is awesome. Like that's become there's so many oh, good man. unique flavors of it too, and I, I love love it. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite like type? <laughs> um, I usually get whatever's at, at BJ's that I can buy in like a really big bag of it. Um, <laughs> don't they have the one that has like the the Indian on it? I don't remember. Native American? Native yeah. American. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like, a, yeah, anyway. American Indian, yes. Yes, coming, um, in, coming in off the top ropes hills again. <laughs> giving us the right term. I'll I was like, no. a whole unit on this. I'm well-versed. 
Thank you. I know. We appreciate it. Struggling to get a screen on here, man. She needs to get a screen. Berry Berry Kicks was the best cereal, but you have to have it dry. No, never dry. Dry cereal is psychos. (laughs) No way. Oh, man. Berry Berry Kicks. No way. But a good one from Mitch here, Reese's Puff. We should do a cereal draft. Um, We should just do a show where we just get high and just eat cereal the whole time. Just eat cereal and draft. I'm into no, it. No, no. We don't need to even draft. <laughs> Just eat cereal. Right. Live. You be like, oh, this is good. Oh, this, like is, this is cutting up the roof of my mouth. Uh, you know, Mitch Chavez would probably still be there with us. Oh, this, this would be fan. better dry. Yeah. This, no way. No, not, no cereal is better dry. No way. Um, I do want to bring up Russell Gage. I think this was a good comment from Gary. I like the upside for however long Godwin's out. And Godwin, what if it lingers? You know, maybe he's the number two all year. That's the seal in case. Do see that with Gage. I the guys that he goes like, who did we take above Gage? I, we took um, yeah, it was a receiver. No, yeah, who was um, it? It was someone that maybe we shouldn't have taken before Gage. <laughs> no, I oh, like it was a receiver. Was it, Thielen? I, was it Adam Thielen? Yes, it was Thielen, and I like that. I, I like the Thielen pick. Um, yeah, so. I, yeah, it's just the opportunity cost. I think there's just uh, – that's what I was getting at. I kind of lost my thought trying to find it. Um, yeah, that, that's what I was getting at there for sure. Um, Omar I mean, F says blue diamond barbecue flavored almonds are my go-to high size. Oh, Serving nice. size, the whole can. Yeah, that's excellent. That's a good Yeah, product. those are good. I was going to say another one of my favorite savory is like pistachios or I've had like a sweet chili pistachio before. Oh, that's yeah. money. That's good um, stuff. Any type of flavored nuts like the, the almond, like he was saying – a Chipotle one, like good yeah. stuff. Um, I can just eat so many of those. Yeah, seriously. I'm not a big self-control guy when it comes to stuff like that. No, because you break it out when you're high, and when you're high, there's no control. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much self-control when I'm not high, but when I am, good Lord, man. <laughs> right, exactly. Like that, very, very minimal to start, but certainly whatever was that little shred is, is snipped but as soon as that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, do we miss any other questions? I mean, a lot no, of we- we got them. We got great in- engagement both on uh, smoking weed and on football, which is a great combination. Um, exactly what the who would have thought in big best ball. That's what uh, would we bring out some kind of conversation and some football chat. That's exactly what we wanted. I'm I'm very pleased with how this went. I would I would make this a regular you know, weekly occurrence. Sure. I mean, it's literally like the the fun. Uh, you know, what else am I going to be doing more fun than this at seven o'clock on a Thursday? I don't think um, it's much better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Omar says that he heard an interview with Thielen and he said he's excited about the new offense. He feels reinvigorated as a player on the McAfee show. Just a little tidbit. I, I love that Omar. And that's, I think, I, I don't know if you, I think Omar, you just kind of jumped in recently. I was getting at that and maybe it uh, slipped the mind as we were talking, but I love Kevin O'Connell. I think, you know, coming from the McVay system, it's obviously not always we've seen proteges work and proteges not work, but he's been there for a while. He's the quarterback's coach for a while too. So he's like had a, just a very important role in some of the biggest offenses of the last five years. I, I really like what he's going to bring to the table. And I was even going to say something like Cooper Cup. Now I don't, Thielen's not that, especially when you have Jefferson, like he's going to be playing that move around everywhere in particular. Like he, Jefferson played a ton of slot in college. So like he, he can go man that role. And that's why I've been taking Jefferson like top six, maybe even top four on, on, on DraftKings best ball. I've gone him at three. So, you know, wow. I, uh, yeah. Cause if I don't feel like taking McCaffrey, like if it's cup, it's Taylor. And then, you know, I, 
I think Jefferson's right there. Like you know, just because I think he could be the Cooper cup of this O'Connell system. I love Kirk cousins as a player because of it. And I think Thielen has an underrated ceiling. Like he'll play a lot of slot too. And the fact that he's already saying I'm reinvigorated by it. Love that. Cause they've been, that offense, I think, has been kind of hamstrung the last few years. Wouldn't you agree? Like, under Zimmer, a defensive guy, like, it just kind of – they have so much talent. Dalvin Cook, think about him, Drew. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. And so, like, you're making a lot of persuasive arguments. I agree with you about uh, Zimmer maybe hampering the offense a little bit. I don't like Kirk Cousins anywhere near as much as you do. All right, I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins. I'm not saying he's not going to maybe put up some numbers. I just I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I know fantasy is <laughs> about the numbers. I, I'm scared investing too much in Kirk Cousins being awesome. But you just said it. The guy can rack up stats. He's always racked up stats. Even with like Jay Gruden in Washington, he's putting up 5K freaking yards. Like he just eats stats. And I, I, I never said anything about him being a really good quarterback. He's good enough to eat stats. I don't think he's good enough to go lead a Super Bowl run by any means, but I think he's good enough to put up 4,800 passing yards and 35 passing TDs. And that's also pretty concentrated. That's the thing. It's like, it could be a huge pie and it could only be Jefferson, Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith, which I I, I like all of those guys. And PJ Osborne now too. I know we're rambling about them, but the Vikings to take, I've kind of wanted to have. I'm in on that offense. I'm in on Cousins because of it, but I'm hesitant about I'm hesitant about it because of Cousins. But well, like I, I hear what you're saying. And you know, talking more about just one more comment about the Vikings too is Dalvin Cook's been one of my if it's not Eckler and, and Henry, and I even when we went Henry, I was gonna suggest that we kind of ran out of time. What about Dalvin Cook? I might even have him above Henry in the sense that like he's now they're already talking about splitting out wide more. Uh, you know, every time he's been used as a receiver, you can think of all the highlights where he's yeah, just he's good. knifed through a defense 50 yards on a screen. Like he, he's just so underutilized in that game. But what's the whole McVay system? Remember Todd Gurley going bananas that first year, marrying the run in the pass. It's more run heavy than you, you know, recognize because it sets up the play action. It sets up the screen game. No, like Dalvin Cook in the Todd Gurley style offense, he, he could easily lead the, the league in fantasy points. If you got the full season, now he's probably not going to get the full season. We know that, but you could do Dalvin Cook and Madison and just have the monster backup. You know, he, I, I've been taking a lot of Dalvin Cook, and I think he is the the best like later first round pick that you can make. I know that's a rant, but what are what are your thoughts on Dalvin? Because it's an important guy to. to really I like Dalvin with. a lot. I, I think I would probably lean a little more towards Henry, but like I, I didn't. I don't feel like it's clear cut. You know, you could be right. The receiving upside, we'll see. I know. I, I mean, I have Henry higher in my rankings, but the more I, I, I'm just thinking out loud. Like this is not. This is kind of a fresh thought. Like just the Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley offense. I, I don't know that. Like that system, the McVay system has been very, very kind to talented running backs. And Dalvin Cook, I think, is you know beyond behind maybe Nick Chubb. Like who, makes me think maybe somebody like Alex Madison's a nice uh, later round stab in best ball. Absolutely, I, I've been snagging him. Either a lot of teams don't handcuff. They, everybody preaches that's bad practice, and maybe it is. But in a backfield like that, like I'm, I'm just going to lock up the Vikings this year. You know, whoever it is, or even if I don't get Dalvin Cook, you know, one Dalvin Cook has a little bit of legal trouble, so we do have to recognize that downside. Like, what if he does? Just a little bit, though. You know, maybe. Well, he, nothing's really come of it lately, and you saw Judy's going to get erased, so I'm thinking it goes away. But you never know; he could get slapped with a suspension out of nowhere. So there is some downside in that sense. But that's again, we're talking about Madison. That is the bull case for him. 
he's a guy that could just leap rounds and bounds if you have like four games locked in to start the year of Alexander Madison. What I don't have the stats up from me, but as a starter, I mean, it was 22, like yeah. 19, 25. It, it was just locked in. It was almost as good as Dalvin Cook. But Dalvin Cook, the, the one game that stands out, I know I got ranting, I know it. But with Dalvin Cook, think about that Steelers game. Remember, it was a Thursday night. We had the craziest show we've ever had. And everybody was asking, do we play Dalvin Cook or not? He's cut the harness. It was harness Dalvin Cook. You remember that episode? Uh, but yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. And we we said, play him. And he just went bananas, and like that he was did go like, bananas. Remember that game? And I, I don't, I, I don't remember what his stats were exactly, but I remember he went bananas, and I just it was all like, like we like, definitely called that because it's like when when we nail something like that, I need that because remember how adamant we were about playing Keenan Allen that time? Exactly right. I feel you like know, such a dick when when we do something like that. I know, and it's tough. It's really tough to, to always play your studs, but that was one where it. It definitely panned out. And that game just – that's how I – I don't know why Dalvin's not always used like that. He was getting out in space as a receiver. He was splitting out wide. And that's what I see him doing in this offense completely. And, you know, I think we're going to get a lot of 30-point-plus days from Dalvin Cook. As long as he's healthy, I think he's going to – people are going to look back and be like, I can't believe this guy was going pick 10. Like, he was he was going locked in number two last year, and he's only going to be in a better offense this year in a better role. Like, I, I think Dalvin Cook – this is a take I didn't know I really had, but you know, he's, it's a take. I, I Sometimes need you just find out a lot about yourself in these yeah. situations. When the sour diesel starts to really fuel your mind and you're just shooting the shit. Sometimes your best ideas just pop up. Dalvin cook. I, you know, I, I'm going all in like he should be top five pick the more I think about it. All right. So should we wrap here? Uh, Oh, well, we got, we got a good question. I mean, you okay. want to pop off, you're welcome to. I know. Uh, no, it's okay. Yeah. No, I'm okay. I'm not pushing to pop off yet. Okay. So let's let's see what we got here. Real talk, who's getting breakfast? Yes. I mean, the, the, the breakfast narrative is one of my favorite narratives. I've heard rumors of Michael Pittman being a breakfast narrative guy okay. um, with Matt Ryan. In fact, he, what do you think? What do you think Matt Ryan has is serving for breakfast like at his house? Like kind of a breakfast guide is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Just boring and we probably with, dry weedies. With like, with like dry weedies. Skim, skim milk. No, dry. <laughs> dry. <laughs> dry weedies. <laughs> Daddy, can we have the, the frosted ones this week? No. No. Honey bunches of oats? No. <laughs> no. Weedies. Dry weedies. <laughs> or plain Cheerios. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, plain Cheerios. Shredded uh, wheat, honey nut. If they've been good, like. <laughs> Did you ever see the uh, original shredded wheat, like, like a the non-frosted kind? No, well, you you remember frosted mini wheats, right? Of course, those are good. I like. Those. Yeah, well, frosted mini wheats got progressively smaller over the course of my life because when I when frosted mini wheats first came out, each one was like it was like that big. It was like there a rectangle. Pillows, I it was like a rectangle, that. and it was that big, but it was frosted, so it was good. And you and, get I mean, that's a that pretty big like, cereal, and so I was like, yeah. what are they calling it, mini wheats for? And then I saw what an actual shredded wheat looks shredded like. Wheat, it's yeah. like a it's like a football. <laughs> it's just like one big like. You have to like, like a cut brick. It with a knife. It's like oh, that's why these are called mini wheats. They're yeah. like they're like a quarter of the size of these. <laughs> the steak knife. Just like. <laughs> you think that's what? And she, you think Matt Ryan eats that? Uh, yeah. With no milk. Right. Like with a knife and fork. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there was a good quote from uh michael pittman the other day where he said like he he, that, he he missed some context he just said matt can put it wherever he wants to 
<laughs> just that you know obviously ball placement and like putting the ball but that's how he said it Matt can put it wherever he wants to <laughs> and he even retweeted it himself and said like poor choice of words here with like a laughing emoji so like he he got it and was ch- chuckling so it just you know I like the vibes those guys have right now I think Pittman could I have him a little bit lower in my rankings but the more you think about the breakfast club and the the vibes and what about a Matt Ryan you know little you, you hate on him. I know it. We talk about unsexy. Like the feeling of quarterbacks to me is kind of Matt Ryan in the sense that like he's been quarterback 12, quarterback 14, quarterback 16. And it's, it's always unsexy, but I like feeling, I like feeling, I like feeling more than Matt Ryan. Oh, of course I do. Yeah. I'm not saying I've drafted <laughs> him the same, but I'm saying like, that's the, the similar kind of player. I feel a bit more like I'm probably a, a tier above that, but it's the same idea. Like Matt Ryan. I like the coach. The weapons are good. There's, they seem to be clicking. <laughs> Matt Ryan can put this ball placement anywhere. Um, it's exactly what he meant, but the quote was like, he can put it anywhere. I, I know what he meant, Dave. <laughs> that, that's what we're Matt Ryan at. can place the ball, his balls anywhere. Yes. He can put his ball place. Oh, yeah, is, that, is that what it was? I, I, I might be misquoting it, but it was great. Either way. Uh, this is a good question. You guys out on Barkley. Yes. Um, you're always out on Barkley, right? No, I'm out on any New York giant. See, okay. Uh, yes, probably. Uh, but for me, then the answer to that is why just Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones sucks. I don't know where <laughs> Daniel Jones is the under center. That being said, Tyrod Taylor, our boy with our boy, very loosely our boy, but like competent backup quarterback that like puts up 16 to 18 fantasy points. Not that we really want to be even speculating on him. If he takes over, I think he can manufacture like a, a plausible offense. He's made Sammy Watkins a solid receiver one when he was with the Bills. He's made, you know, I'm trying to think, so what are some Tyrod, like when he was with the, the um, it's been a while. Like it's been a, a bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like he was overly impressive the last. He was okay with him. the Chargers. I mean, he's, the, the reason it was so like asinine he was playing with the Chargers was because of how good Justin Herbert was. Like I, once right. he took over, like, uh, it, it was clear, like it was absolutely clear he was the man. And Tyron Taylor shouldn't have even touched the field. But the offense wasn't like abysmal. Like Eckler was having fine enough I'm, games. Like, I'm not a Tyron Taylor hater at all. It's just, you know, I'm trying to temper my expectations a little bit because I have not – I don't recall being super impressed with him the last couple of times I've seen him. And the reason no. I say that is because I do pull for him. He's a Virginia Tech guy. Like I'm, I'm – I'm Oh, a, yeah, 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 that's right. I'm a Tyron Taylor fan. Um but I'd have to see the number sheet as far as when the last time he was having like a good fantasy game. And he hasn't started. And, and, and I, I'm not even speculating on his fantasy value. It's more so to say, like, I have more faith in the Giants' weapons being more viable with him under center. Like the, the Saquon take. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm kind of out until it's not Daniel Jones. Or may, maybe there is the boom case for Daniel Jones. Brian Dable blew up Josh Allen, and that's, you know, the, now he's leading. That, that's the one thing I do like about the Giants is Brian Dable's there. And he's already talked about using Saquon, peppering him with targets, all the, the good hype pieces that you love this time of year. Um, but the, as Omar points out, the O-line that has gotten better, they, they put a couple first-round injections right into it. They do have intriguing, like, explosive guys on the outside now in Wandale. Uh, and, you know, Tony, I think, is – we've seen 180-yard game out of Tony. So I think with a, a better play caller, better line, better, you know, all-around weapons and usage of them, Barkley does have a boom case – I'm just worried about his injury history and I'm worried about Daniel Jones sucking. So like where he goes, he goes around Nick Chubb. I'd take Chubb 10 out of 10 times. And I wouldn't even in PPR, I would take Chubb despite the high receiving upside that, that Barkley has. 
Barkley's ceiling is probably a lot higher, but I just I wouldn't even say that that much higher. I think the floor is a lot higher with Chubb. Similar ceilings. Barkley's like best case is probably the you know better play. But yeah, I don't know. But you said immediately, yes, I'm out. And that's just straight Daniel I'm, Jones and I'm, Giants suck. I I they're just one of those teams where I automatically think everyone on their team is going to suck. I think I have very good reason to feel that way. I, I've been paying attention to football for many years, and it's been a while since anyone on the Giants has wowed us. Maybe since Barkley's rookie year for a little yeah. while, like for a little while. I just I'm not going to believe it. They're one of those teams. It's like the Jets. I talked about the Jets, and it's like they're going to have to prove to me that they're not terrible before I believe that they're not terrible. And, yeah. And you know, and you can say like, oh, they're going to be down a lot. They're going to be throwing a lot. Well, they might suck so bad where it doesn't matter. Like they might, I, I'm not convinced that they're going to be anything right. I want to be a part of until they prove me wrong. And I've been proven wrong tons of times, but I'm not touching the Giants. I'm sure there's some magical number that someone like Barkley could fall to where I would take a chance, but not where he's going right now. Definitely and not. That's what's happened with me in some of these drafts. He falls to 30, and I'm like, okay, like, you know, there's not a Keenan Allen is gone. There's not a, a receiver I'm truly in love with Deontay's my top guy and he might make it back round four anyways like there's been some positions I've just taken the stab on Barkley because the ceiling is significantly higher with this new offensive coordinator um the one counter not even counter but the the one thought on the sense of like believe it you won't believe it until you see it I get that it's safer but you also get the value like let's say you don't buy the Jets but Zach Wilson takes a huge step this year Brees Hall will probably be a top six running back there Elijah Moore will probably be a top eight receiver. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. I like you have to, you know, bet your chips on all in on something. Sure. I'm not going all in on that, but I will certainly, as you do more of these little drafts, like I'll sprinkle in. I, I like Brees Hall, certainly just because the three touch upside can probably catch 80 balls. It, it's not like I don't see your logic and it's not like you might not be right. It's one of those yeah. things with me personally. I am so convinced that those teams are going to be terrible yeah. that I, that, you know, for me to pick one of those guys or take a stab on one of those guys, look, if they fall far enough and it's a shit pick, who cares? Maybe I will. But okay. like for me to take a real stab at somebody that I'm spending a real pick on where like every voice in my head is screaming, like, what are you a fucking idiot? Even <laughs> thinking about taking this guy, I'm not taking him. Yeah. And, and right now there's so much stink on those guys just based on what, I mean, look, I've seen it. I'm not like, I think they will be bad this year. It's like, that's the least hot take in the world. They're terrible every year. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I just like, you know, you're right. I might miss out on a couple. If Saquon runs for 2,000 yards this year, I'll be like, damn, I was wrong. But yeah. I'm not, I don't, I'll bet he doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I'd say, yeah, exactly. Like this very, and it's very rare that that actually does happen where a team just overnight in, in one year, you usually at least see signs of progress. And we haven't seen that. Daniel Jones, I don't think has shown a single. I feel the same way about Jacksonville, by the way. You will, yes. Uh, you know, we didn't really see much promise about them. That's a good team to lump into this. Like, could any of those three teams explode? New coordinators, you know, better lines, better talent. Like, all of them have the the case to do it. Maybe one does, and if you get it right, you get some some huge bargains. Okay, which of those three teams do you think is the more, most likely to blow up? So, out of the Jags, the Giants, and who's the third? Uh, the the Jets. And if you want, you could yeah. throw the Texans in there too. I kind of like Davis Mills to be and maybe honest. The, maybe the Seahawks. Throw the Seahawks in. Seahawks now. And, then, and throw the Lions in too. Like those six teams, which is the most likely to blow up. I do or, like or the actually Lions. the Bears. The Bears. Fuck the Lions. The Bears. I do like the Lions actually. Yeah, no, um, the Lions aren't in this one. But no, I want I want to trim a little of that. We could you know lump them all in for the sake of it. But I also like I like the narrative of those other three teams of the Jets. Okay. The Jets don't have a new coordinator, so they don't necessarily fit. I was thinking like the Dayball effect. Um, you know, 
I only think of like the one time it has happened is like McVay turning the Rams from the bottom, the worst team in the league to the best. Is there enough talent there to have that type? Is Brian Dable that smart? Probably no. not. But if and when that ever happens again, and, and I've, I always like to like try to say the next McVay and try to predict what offense is going to be. And, and over the years I've realized it doesn't really happen. Like it once in a blue moon, it was going to be Kingsbury and that offense just didn't go that great. It was going to be, you know, the Panthers guy. Uh, fucking who's not even in the league anymore, Brady, Joe Brady, right? You always trying to pick up the, the, the next wonderkin. That doesn't really happen very often. Could Dayball be that? I mean, the Bills have been a juggernaut these last couple of years, but I don't think it's Daniel Jones who leads that charge. But it, it's hard, you know, it, you're right. It doesn't happen much. And I think making a living, off, though. Oh. making a living or trying to make a living off predicting this thing that just doesn't even happen very much in the first place, I think is a low percentage play overall. Yeah. I think it's very hard to predict. And like you said, it doesn't even happen that often. Right. So I think calling that guy out is, is a little bit tough. Um, they say Ryan is connecting with Paris Campbell, maybe over a pillow of shredded wheat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Feeding him breakfast. <laughs> Just picturing like right. Matt Ryan, like, hello, Sticking Paris. his balls hey, literally anywhere he wants to. Yeah, putting it right where he wants to. Or feeds him <laughs> shredded wheat. <laughs> it's in his bowls. Bite down on the shredded wheat. Of shredded wheat. Yeah. It'll all be over soon. Awesome. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anybody who's stuck around for the last hour and 21, you just got a treat there. Uh, yeah, yeah, really. Good luck uh, not thinking about that tonight. Um, <laughs> hello nightmares Matt Ryan. <laughs> um yeah okay yeah we've heard it all before paris campbell that's that's yeah. one that's I'm, another I'm, one where it's like you got to prove it to me you got to that one a hundred percent like believe it when i see it like yeah but you missed the breakout like, i got the argument the counter i was trying to just play devil's advocate with like that's a player i will a hundred percent be wrong about and let someone else be right then right. to, to get my ass burned again i never i never really right. did get my ass burned like i I've never been on that train. And I no, you didn't. Like, no, you're you're just look. This is the exact same take that I just had about the Jets and the Giants and and, and the Jaguars. Yeah. It's like I, I'm not going to get burned on that. No, like, I know. I'm not. I'm and it, and when you say this about Paris Campbell, it's the same logic. You're like you've never been on that train, but you've been watching him play, and you know he's not good. Yeah, he's going to have to prove it to you. Who do you who do you think of those offenses again? The Giants, the Jets, and the Jaguars, the Jays, the shitty Jays. Except the Giants, because they start with a G. But yeah, the J sound. Okay, the, the Jizz. The right. Jizz. The Jizz. Yes, of the Jizz teams. Right there you go. Jets, Giants, <laughs> Jaguars. Which offense do you see turning around the most? All right, and I'm just going to I'm going to, you know, qualify this with the fact that I doubt that any of them will turn it around. I would say I'd put the Giants uh, probably last. Um <laughs> but pro- I guess probably the Jaguars, but I but again, like I, I hate saying it out loud cuz I don't think they're going to be good. Yeah. I have the what least faith in the Jets. I think I think Zach Wilson sucks. Oh, sure. Um, I think I, I'm not shocked I, I I would not be shocked if Trevor Lawrence isn't that good. But I do I don't, think, I don't think he's that great. Of all the quarterbacks that deserves like a, a grace pass, I mean, the Urban Meyer fiasco, like wow. we can't count that as anything. And it's too bad. Like he should have had a year of development and should be on the right trajectory. Who knows if anybody recovers from whatever the hell that team was. I hope he does. I think Doug Peterson, you know, yeah, I'm pulling for special him. has done decent enough on offense. I like Evan Ingram as a, like a, you know, catching a good, decent amount of balls. The number one paid receiver in the league, just about Christian Kirk, like, 
<laughs> they've, they've got some. It just makes me laugh every time I think about Christian Kirk being as paid high as he is. Like, he's a, you know, that guy's going around just walking around with this gigantic fur coat. Yeah. Like, you know, just like he is living his best life. Is he a fur coat guy? I wonder. Do you think Christian Kirk's a fur coat guy? I think he, at least after this contract, he became a fur coat guy. I could see like a, a nice piece of jewelry. Like, oh, sure. He's not going to stop at the fur coat. Okay. He's yeah. Gonna, he's, he's, he's gonna have other shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I might become a fur coat guy if I signed a deal like we're, that. We're we're gonna see like the report tomorrow. Like Christian Kirk donates over a hundred million to local charities and like helps upstart school and and. No, we're gonna know. see like from like the, no. This is the type of thing that gets splashed all over the place and just be like of like the you know twenty people that have watched this live stream. <laughs> Somehow it's gonna end up on Twitter. Like you know. The truth calls Christian Kirk out for being a fur coat guy. <laughs> next, next thing you know, like we're in major beef with him. Right, yeah, Christian Kirk hates the Roto Street Journal. Christian <laughs> Kirk's like problem. driving by your house with his interior light of his car on real slow. Yeah. <laughs> so true, yeah, exactly. You're just like worried his face is going to be there. Like, yeah. No, I, don't know. I could see him being like a really cool leather jacket guy. Do you ever get this is a, a random question, but do Go. you ever get like haunted by the Yahoo picture faces of people? Like example, Christian Kirk. Let's say I needed six points from him and he, he just throws up a complete goose egg and you know exactly what his picture looks like. Like he has a, Christian Kirk has like the buck teeth and he kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I you know, know, you, you know, I know exactly the pictures you're talking about. Yes. Like I'll, the night that that happens, let's say it's Monday night football and I should have won and I don't because that one face. There's been times you look at it and it's like a dash. Like there's not even a stat next to his name and you're just like, really? Right. Nothing. You didn't even get a target. Like nice. And he's just kind of had this uh, smug look of satisfaction on his face, like looking back at you. And you wish, like, if you're in the room with him, you would just like tackle him. Right. And then you're asking, but that's the tough part too. It's like you want to just like spit on it, but then you're like, well, he would destroy me. And like, oh, there's very few NFL players that I would feel too confident about engaging in like a fight. No, there's very few. Not even the kickers. We get our asses beat by most. But yeah, can you imagine if one of those guys like just hauled off and kicked you? Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially like where, yeah, that, that could be the most devastating of them all, to be honest. Right. And like most of the trainers are like former players, so they could all whip your ass too. Yeah. I mean, I'd take my two chances against Justin Tucker instead of like Aaron Donald though. <laughs> We're sure. saying like kickers are the most dangerous. Come on. No, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm absolutely not saying they're the most dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I'm, saying, I'm saying they're not without their weapons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. useless. Yeah. At least they can kick hard. Like, you know, yeah. there's plenty of people you could fight that like would be no threat at all. But with that guy, like if you're fighting a kicker, you're like, all right, I got to avoid like getting kicked. Yeah. You probably can't punch very well. And that's all that we have for Matt Ryan connecting with Paris Campbell. <laughs> How did we get there from, you know, that comment still off of us? <laughs> yeah. Kickers destroying you and having weapons. <laughs> Just to be clear, that's still the position of player I'd go after if it was like a free-for-all all of a sudden. If somehow I found myself in a situation where me and every player in the NFL were in like a Hunger Games-type battle to the death, and I have no idea how we ever would have gotten to that place as a society. Yeah. And what bad luck for me, by the way, to be the one non-NFL player to end up yeah, in this I mean, battle royale. Talk about sticking out. Like, <laughs> like, take care right, of this piece of garbage first. We're after the middle-aged non-athlete guy first. You know, it might work out for your favor, though, because it's like leave the weakest left. Like, right, it's like Survivor. You want to take someone to the end, you know you can beat. Exactly. Yeah, you'd be the perfect little slime ball. And maybe just maybe you get one lucky shot in, like, somehow. You sneak yeah. up behind them right as they finish off someone else. 
Yeah, this is a this is a fantastic movie idea, by the way. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get scripted. <laughs> <laughs> Tune says, if Watson gets suspended, do you think the Browns are going to hold on to Baker or go with Brissett? Will Baker even consider suiting up for the Browns? No, Tunes, no, I don't Baker. think he will. Baker's not playing for the Browns. I, I'd like to see Baker go to the Seahawks. To be honest, like we just talked about Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Like, why not take a stab on a? It's you know, pretty decent. And like, I don't think Baker's good. I, I, I wouldn't want him to be my QB, but at, at those are the other two options that I want him to be my, <laughs> it's very rare. I would say I want him to be my QB. Those, those are the case. I have no idea why they didn't take Malik Willis. That offense could be so exciting with a dual threat like him with an arm like his. And, you know, I, I would have been so excited for the Seahawks had they taken him. I don't know what they were thinking. They had three stabs at it. I mean, obviously the first round, okay, I get it, but Maybe Kenny Walker, and then he's still falling there in round three. That's where it's like, okay, why do you? I, I, it makes no sense to me. But regardless, we were talking about Baker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Baker? Like, did you want to see him anymore? I'm, I'm kind of done with it. No, I'm okay. I'm okay with the amount of Baker. I mean, I mean there's already a lot of Baker in our lives. He's still on like commercials and stuff. It's like, yeah, he, he pops like, up as like the. Is he the worst? Is he the worst NFL player to have like a bunch of commercials? He yeah. Is, right? who, what? Who's like, the brand far. that has that? Where he's like in the stadium? Isn't it State Farm. I think it is. Yeah, they just. Yeah, that's shitty. Like, good job. Yeah, whoever was the one who decided to put that marketing campaign, it must have been a probably... decent check too, right? Oh yeah, definitely. It, lots of commercials. He's got he had like as many as Mahomes, and they all suck too. It's like him like sweeping the stadium and They're shit. pretty stupid. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, like at least show me something I could halfway believe, please. Yeah. He's not sweeping up the stadium. No, um, Wes said, yeah. No, I'm good with Baker. Uh, Wes said, all right, that got me laughing. He's probably talking about the. Pillow of shredded wheat and sticking your balls wherever you're allowed to go. Yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan taking advantage of Paris Campbell. <laughs> that's gonna be the now that's gonna be the Twitter beef. I'm gonna yeah. be feuding with Christian Kurt. You're gonna be feuding with Matt Ryan or Paris Campbell or both of them. Well, Matt Ryan, we kind of I feel like we were complimenting him the whole time. He's the one that's in control here. It's Paris Campbell that's gonna be upset about. Matt, is Matt Ryan too old to know how Twitter works? No, no, you would know. He's not that old. I mean, Matt I'm, Ryan's on Twitter. I'm older than Matt Ryan. So, yeah. <laughs> but I barely. You don't really know how Twitter, Twitter works. works. I mean, I do. I just like, I don't really engage with it. Because um, I don't want to get in all these Twitter beefs. Yeah. It's, I've, I've been kind of quiet the last couple of weeks because everybody is just beefing and it's just like, it's, it can be a waste of like time and, and energy. And I, there's so many great fans I love that like still DM me and it's fun to talk yeah. with, but like, I, I've been kind of quiet for a bit. I'll, I'll get going more in the summer, but I don't have the time right now. Like if I tweet something and somebody retweets, it's like, you're a fucking asshole. It's like, well, cool. Like, all right, nice. I don't really give a shit what you think, but like, I, I don't really feel like getting in a Twitter war with like, Who you knows know, no egg, egg fucking avatar, JC857192. Like, I, sorry, I have a different target share for David Bell. Like, yeah, yep. I, I don't know if that makes me a fucking asshole. You're but. right. I am an asshole. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, like we, we, we've talked about writing screenplays. Like I'm doing other shit in my time. Like, yeah. you know, stuff no, that I think would be much more worthwhile. I, some of these I, things we've said tonight, I get, you know, the idea of getting in a Twitter beef over some of the hypotheticals we've talked about. Like, that's a good idea. We got to, I got to include that in the script. I go into, yeah. I know. So, I mean, that could be a way we blew like up if that actually movie. happened. Like, Christian, we, we blew up in the movie. Like, we had like a hundred followers, and then randomly, like, 
I get in a Twitter beef with Christian Kirk and all of a sudden we have like 50,000 followers. You remember the first athlete we ever uh, interacted with? It was pretty Antonio early. Brown was mm-hmm. like, he um, shouted you out for comparing him to Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, Game of Thrones, but we do fantasy Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, you were really, really excited. I remember. That was sweet. It was like the first fucking week of doing it. I remember like, it was like one of our breaks, like April break or something. And I had written like pretty hardcore for five days and it was weird shit. It was like fancy Game of Thrones stuff, but I just like, hey, this is cool to get back into writing. And then he ended up, and I, by the end, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm like, I, I'm, I'll get back to fancy football and like, you know, kind of get back in my groove. And then he shared it. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, this is kind of cool. Like to be a week old and have Antonio Brown, like these guys think I'm Tyrion. What do you think? And it was like, that's cool. This is also before Antonio Brown was crazy. Or at least before, yeah, oh, yeah. before we knew he was crazy. Like, it, you yeah, know, it was a big deal. Like, he yeah, was like the was, best he receiver. Like the number in the, one player he was like the best receiver in the NFL then. Probably. There was a while where you would take him number one overall in fantasy drafts. That was like that Antonio Brown era when we got yeah. chaired out. Yeah, and that was a big deal. I do remember. That was a long time ago. We've been doing this for a while. We have been. Like, I know it's a slow and steady pace, which I like, but I, I guess we've been moving up pretty fast, too. Like, yeah. yeah. We're doing it's our just, It's like, you know, it's We're been doing a long time. I mean, you know, I was writing, you know. Bachelor, Tw- twenty-five bachelor articles a year uh, or a season. Actually, yeah. when that happened, I missed and Survivor too. It's gonna be uh, great. I can't wait to get back into that. We're gonna get back into it. Omar says, "Last question: Who's one guy you won't draft regardless of where?" Well, I mean, Daniel Jones. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, some guy. Yeah, I, I really don't take him. But even him, you can like think of a case where he, if oh, Dave really does turn him around, like I, I don't see it happening. There's a case you can make. I'm trying to nope. think of like. Who would I truly? Yeah, I know who, what you mean. Who am I so out on that like I will never draft? Like I, Cal- Calvin Ridley. Yeah, that's that's a pretty easy one in that sense. <laughs> I wouldn't even if he hadn't gotten suspended for the gambling at the end. I'd never. I'm never gonna touch him again. It's tough because I pull I'm up so my, mad. I pull up my top 200, and it's like if they're in my top 200, I probably at least see a case for him. So it's tough for me to like look at my list and be like, that's a guy I'll never draft. But right. I, mean, I mean, there's a guy, there's a guy that could be going 20 and I'm like, no way in hell. But like, if he's around at 40, I'm, I might take a stab, you know? Yeah. You know, you know who it is for me? That's like a name that people still gotta be like. someone you just hate. I'm trying to think of people, like names people try to keep relevant. Paris Campbell's pretty close, but even then I like last round, maybe I could ever see it. A couple guys I, I know I, I won't draft anymore is Brian Edwards. Remember him? The big, like, yep. strong Brian sure, Edwards. He's with yeah. the Falcons now, and now people are like, well, there's no other receivers. I, his time has come and gone. Like, I, I'm done with him. LaVisca Chenault. Like. <laughs> uh, LaVisca Chenault. That's a great one. I will never touch him, and I was way ahead of the curve on that. I just wanted yeah, to Yeah, you've always been off of him. I was I, was yeah, I mean, you guys, the, the experts strangely loved him when he came out in that one year and then, and you were not as high on them as the experts, but you still liked him. I never got why any of you guys liked him. I got too high on him last year. I did. I, I just saw a couple plays and, and I still think there's some playmaking ability there to me. I, I say, I'll never draft LaVisca. If he got traded to the chiefs tomorrow, you know, okay. I'll, okay. I'll draft what a better question is, is someone that you would never draft like in their current situation. I agree. There's almost nobody if they got traded to the right offense that wouldn't intrigue me. Yeah, any receiver right now that goes to the Packers or the Chiefs, if anybody ends up landing there, like if what imagine Will Fuller lands in one of those spots. Like his yeah, he would have three great games. Right. And they the best ball and then like, he would be out for the rest of the year. <laughs> Very true. Um you know who I don't really draft is like Jamal Williams. Like 
there's there's unsexy and then there's like unsexy without upside. Like even when Swift goes down, he really wasn't that. Well, that's good. the ultimate unsexy. The ultimate un- unsexy is like not really Adam Thielen. The ultimate unsexy is somebody where like he's never going to do anything. Like the running backs that are going to rush twelve times for twenty eight yards. I've got it. I've got another couple now that I'm thinking of them like that. Exactly. The you got me thinking of the type Chuba Hubbard. Like you know he's now maybe unsexy. the third string. He got his chance last year. He sucked when he got it. You know, he's not even the handcuff anymore, but he sometimes goes ahead of Foreman. That one, may, I'll never touch him. I'll never touch Trey Sermon again, ever. Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> yeah, is he even on a team? I don't but, know. But, you know I Trey know Sermon, good call with Trey Sermon, though. Yeah, right. you'll never touch him again. I'm trying to think of, like, the sexy guys that I don't really believe in because I, I gave you some just, like, pure grossness. I don't think I'm in on Noah Fant. And I know he's not that sexy, nope, but like he's not sexy. He's an athlete and now he's in a really gross offense. And that's, that, that, you know, he's a guy that I think a lot of people are making cases for that. I, I just don't see, I, I don't get, um, I'm lower on ah, Kenny Galladay just because of the giant stink, like oh, similar yeah. to you. Oh, I think yeah. he's kind of a fake alpha. I'm not into him. Definitely. I can't, I, it's hard for me to imagine a set of circumstances where I would end up drafting Kenny Galladay. <laughs> yeah, it really, so- really like, you know, I can't. I mean, you know, maybe the it was like a thirty pick draft or something, and he was around at pick three hundred. What about but, Tyler Boyd? Like, does he have an okay game every now and again? I guess, but that feels pretty limited. Even with he's like, I'm trying to pick a guy on like a good offense, and usually a guy I'm probably like, not drafting Tyler Boyd, but like I would draft him way before I drafted Kenny Gallagher. Yeah, like he said, regardless of price, like there is a if Tyler Boyd in my last round, like why not? Yeah, I'm gonna Tyler pick Boyd, him up, and maybe one I'm of those other guys. Type of guy, right? So right. like, yeah, you know, he's not a, a great name for that, I guess. No. All right, uh, Mitch says the Jags paying Kirk like that very likely caused us in KC to lose Hill. We'll see if it was somehow for the better. Damn Jags, yeah. you might be right, dude. The domino <laughs> they pushed over like is insane for Adams for however many receivers in the league. And Tunes wants to know: Do you see any rookies worth drafting in the first five rounds or in redraft leagues? Brees Hall, yeah, um, I knew, yeah, I figured you'd say that. he's the easy one. I don't think after him there's a clear cut like. Top five round guy. I, I think Brees Hall is that for me. Wouldn't shock me if Kenny Walker gets a lot of hype this preseason and ends up approaching round six, round five. You know, I, I'm liking him right now where he goes in round nine. Like, I think that's a really good upside stab. But, you know, the receivers, I like I like Olave a lot. Like, but I, not top five rounds. No, I, I think like the Walkers, the Olaves, the big name receivers, the the Drake London, I, he's definitely the best rookie receiver in my opinion. I, he's still around like eight, and I like him there, but not five. I think Brees Hall is the only one that enters the the top five for me. Do you feel any differently? No, I don't. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah, e- even though, questions. yeah, good question. I like All a right. lot of good questions, especially yeah. the ones about drunk cereal. Evans. So how do you want? How do you want me to edit this as far as the podcast? Do you want me to take all these out? No, nah, just leave it. Whatever. Just well, leave it. people like it, great. If they don't, like, I don't know. It's not going to be every show. Is this like free flowing? We're if not. We, like, no, these are fun. just the best ball baked shows. It's a yeah, know, exactly. Pen, it's, like we said, we're looking it. looking for a sponsor. Um, yeah, any dispensary, right? I do feel like we should take a couple minutes here at the end just to kind of yeah. shout out our, uh, we talked about some sad news at the beginning of the show and did just want to like take a minute to mention Nate Shaw, 
who, if you've been listening to us for a long time, you would remember this guy because uh, he was uh, regular, mm -hmm. did, did our actually produce the podcast for a while. And then I took over. I, I did it before him and then he did it and then I did it after him. But he was like a real sound guy. Um, Very you know, right. right. Like went, went on tour with uh, some, you know, I remember he was with Rob Creed. Thomas. He was with uh, the guy from Creed. Um, yeah. He was doing these crazy boat cruises. And I remember he was messaging me a bunch when he was setting up a recording studio in John McEnroe's house in yeah. New York. Cause he, I'm a big tennis fan and, and he would, it was cool. He was just hanging out, I think living with the guy for like weeks. And it was just, I was so jealous of him. Um, right. Anyway, uh, Nate is, he died recently, like in the last few days and obviously tears me up. Uh, he was one of our original guys. He helped come up with the um, one of the classic RSJ bits about, um, Blake Bortles and Alan Hearns in London. He was on the show for that one, which is uh, something that will always make me think of him and still one of the funniest things that we've probably ever come up with on the right. air. Hell yeah. um, you know, uh, you knew you've known this guy forever. You know, yeah. I, I just know him online as a buddy. Uh, you've known him like uh, for real for a long time. Very long. Yeah. Kindergarten, you know, I've almost neighbors. It was tragic. It's very tragic. You such good memories. So it's like hard not to like sit here and think about so many great times. And one of the, just uh, you, like you said, you only knew him online, but even still, I'm sure you could feel like he was one of those guys that just was felt so full of life and just made everybody around him happy. Oh, you know, I, yeah. seniors, like it just like that almost Robin Williams way of like, just like you would never have known how yeah, that he was having, you know, struggling. He's just the best, like the best oh. human of all. Yeah, I mean, and, and I did only only know him online, but I'm, I'm serious. I considered him a legit friend. Like, right. I mean, he would like message me and ask me like how my kids were doing, and so which really meant a lot to me. I mean, he was always we, so personal. Connected a lot. We right. we we bonded over the fact that we both had, we were the only guys at RSJ that had kids at the time, right. and uh, it was just you know it was it was cool. He he went above and beyond to like be my friend. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to like reach out, and you know we had some just really funny back and forths on Facebook, independent and um. Just really sad. We actually talked recently, just you and I in the last month, we're trying to bring some TV uh, podcasting back to the RSJ. And we even yeah. thought like, who can hang with us on TVs and uh, movies? And I remember what I said. I said, Nate Shaw. Absolutely. And, uh, First we were, we were thinking of reaching out. And honestly, I wish we had. Um, but, you know, it, we're going to miss him like crazy. Absolutely. You know, it's been a while. And, uh, you know, so the best shout out people, to him. Truly. And yeah, you know, when you hear... The, well, maybe we end it with the outro for him. Uh, yeah. The, the, here comes the boom that leads off every episode. You know, you made that's him. That, and he's just done so much editing, yeah, everything. But again, well beyond just our time in RSJ, just one of the best humans I've ever known. Yeah. Uh, been blessed to know for you know, the vast majority of my life. So mm -hmm. um, definitely, you know, thank you for, you know, truth. Definitely deserves the, the most tributes in the world. Uh, there is... And, and, you know, now that I come to think of it, there's a, a GoFundMe for his family. And I'm not trying to use this as any type of any, but, you know, if, if anybody in Little Flip, I'll probably link it in the description here and maybe we'll share it out on the page if anybody's interested um, in helping out just uh, with a cause for, for getting him back home and things of that nature. Just uh, I'll, I'll repost that in the support. Obviously, means the world certainly not expected, but if the Wolfpack wants to to help a good, you know, a good cause, I'll, I'll post. I, 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 I never ask for that stuff, so I don't want to. Ever, you know what I mean, though. It's a, it's yeah, it's sure, dude. As meaningful as any causes will ever be. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and hopefully, that, we're gonna do. Yeah, he did the outro. If you listen to our podcast, he did the outro also. Oh yeah, that, yeah. The intro and the outro, which are both 
real kick. And my kids love them. Every time I'm editing a podcast, one of those songs comes on. They always like, uh, right. they always like dance to it and groove to it. It's, it's really yeah, good. And uh, yeah, so I mean, and those are both made by him. And uh, so we're going to have, we'll have that to remember him for a while, probably. So talented um, and an even better human. Just, yeah. Yep. It'll be, it, yeah, he deserves, yeah. Hey, anybody, if any of you guys listen to us, if you ever just like need a hand or want to talk or anything like that, don't be scared to reach out. You're not alone, um, you know, mm-hmm. or us or anybody else, you know, hang in there. It's tough these days. We'll miss you, Nate. That's Absolutely. about it, right? That's it. Absolutely. Why don't we uh, we'll play the uh, the outro for him? Let's, uh, yeah. And then thanks again, everybody that tuned in. This is a great interaction, a really fun show. Football right there, folks.